0: Good evening and welcome to Style and Direction, a mentor podcast without the stuffiness. This is your host, Ethan Wong. I'm your other host, Spencer Audie. And today we're back with a guest. Well, not back. Well, we are back. <laughs> we are back. Well, we we are back, and we and I think every episode does have a guest. Uh-huh. So, uh, but uh, I mean, this is one that we've been wanting to do for a long time now, and we actually tried uh, once. So, if there's, we ever... tried it, and uh, and so we're kind of retreading old ground for us, but not for you, uh, dear listener. Unless you were, <laughs> unless boy. you were
1: tapping into our our broadcast the first time, which that's a conversation that's the FBI, for another time, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, exactly. Um, now. I guess we can just go ahead and introduce him uh, we don't need all the <laughs> we don't need all
1: the the, the the you know the before stuff. I forgot the words, but before, the hubbub the Hubble what do you call it hullabaloo the,
0: the, we don't need the Hubble space Telescope we do't need it. it's got, no. it's a waste of taxpayer money that's my well hobby. let's give a, let's give a good round of applause to our guest Austin. Now hold for applause? Oh, okay. Sure, I was going to... I'm so glad that he's actually clapping
2: his hands in a circle. That makes yeah, me Yeah, so you happy. guys
0: can't see it, but I did a round
1: of applause in a circle. Dad joke's on point. It's the way it's supposed to be done. Oh, yeah.
0: Well done. <sighs> Thanks. Steak, steak reference. Okay, cool. Um, now, Austin and I, I mean, we've been friends for, a, oh, man, like three years? No, two. at least two. I'm not sure about... Th- three let's just meet in the middle two but, and a half
2: i feel like that's a safe bet. sure
0: sure yeah yeah and and so for those of you who don't know um austin is a bit as a big contributor on our street express uh, facebook community which if you're not a part of i say go ahead and join in come on it's guys a bunch of great guys it's we're like we're like a we're kind of close to 1000 so that's kind of a cool oh, really uh, i cool. didn't even sorry a thousand Dude, I didn't realize. That. No, no, no. No, it's it's a, it's a 825. So we're we're getting there. Let's round yeah, out. Yeah. Just be, let's make let's let's yeah. we, 1k. That's a big deal. Yeah. There you go. Um, but you know, it's a uh, you know, if, again like, like I told uh, for the episode with Algis and Derek and if it wasn't for these guys like, you know, the, the group wouldn't really be an effective one. So, you yep. know, hats off to Austin for posting. Not only for posting outfits, but you know, discussion topics every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And um and Austin. So the reason why we have him here is because he is also part of other groups too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other menswear groups uh, on Facebook. That um, again, there's not a lot of classic menswear ones. I mean, strictly classic menswear there's a lot of like regular mens fashion ones. And so uh, that's why he's here to give us some insight on that. You know, he's a, he grew up. Um, I don't know. I don't know what grew up, but you know, he's a connoisseur of the influential guys. You know, you've got. Antonio Centeno you've got Alpha M uh, Brock the Modest Man a bunch uh, bunch of other guys over there and uh, but basically Austin and I became friends he just like literally I think either Instagram me or what is it Facebook I don't remember what it was
2: I think I found you on Instagram and when I realized that Facebook owned Instagram sometimes they link your, inst- your Instagram yeah, 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 friends yeah. on Facebook and so when I found him I was like oh my gosh this guy's like a celebrity so you huh. know I kind of yeah. fan fanboyed a little bit. I was like, dude, I follow your, you know, your blog. And and <laughs> I, <laughs> I totally took the cool hat off for a little bit. And I'm like, uh, I'm, huh. I, I, I feel like a creeper right now.
0: Thanks, Zuckerberg. I don't even own a cool hat. <laughs> nice. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, because we started talking, again, when I was still working on my MBA, I was working retail. And uh, I think, you know, we video chatted a few times Mm-hmm. Even like back when I was in my old like apartment or that room I was renting hmm. with my uh, with my friend Scott, and uh, yeah, I remember you know talking a lot a lot, um, and I think I called you once after I got an alteration because I was just I was I wanted to tell you about it. But uh, why don't you tell us about your your journey with menswear? Was it something that you've always been into? Was it something more recent?
2: It was probably a little bit of. Uh... Not necessarily in the forefront, but kind of in the back of my mind. Still relevant, but not a primary focus. Uh, my mom and dad had always, you know, taught me to dress well when there was a specific event and things like that. But I, I always enjoyed dressing up, but it always felt mm-hmm. really out of place because the demographic mm-hmm. that I grew up was, you know, definitely a more rural area, a small cowboy town. And so anytime I would dress up, you know, people would be like, are you are you going to a funeral? Are you going to a wedding? Like, why you all dressed
0: up for
1: and Ethan and I can kind of relate to that. Look not cowboys necessarily, yeah. but we have a lot of surfers and skaters around here, so...
0: And that's all we hang out with. Exactly. So they're like, dude, what are you doing here? So, Do you have, like, a dress bolo tie and a casual bolo tie?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> I, is there...
1: No. Uh, you would know out of all of our friends, is there a dress bolo tie and a more casual bolo tie? Like, is there a way to make a bolo tie casual?
2: I unfortunately don't know because i just don't put stock or value into it so
1: unfortunately i have wow. to uh
0: we just lost the texas demographic for this uh for this the podcast. bolo
1: tie demographic just like my, turned yeah. off my heart goes out to them.
2: the bolo tie fans
1: we were gonna get sponsored oh. by them but because of this i had to ruin bolo it
0: ties incorporated yeah you know, when people say don't be um, that you know, guy we- i
2: was that guy right there <laughs>
0: Uh, so go yeah go, uh, go on go on with your bad self. So
2: I so I uh, I dealt with a lot of um, uh, low self esteem issues. I just uh, like I said, I, know what that feels like. I, I I was bullied a lot in the church that I was in, and mm. uh, that really affected me because uh, I was actually homeschooled, and so my homeschool group, the majority of them were actually part of that church, and so you know, these were my closest friends and, you know, they just started turning on me and I'm thinking like, you know, what am I doing wrong? God, that but,
0: sounds awful. Yeah, that it, really it sucks. Did, it did
2: suck and I, I was so confused and so I, I just thought, you know, like what 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 did I do? You know, what what do I need to change about myself? And so uh, um, I tried to be the guy who would try to be funny with a lot of self-deprecating humor. <laughs> Obviously that, that like? didn't work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um so I feel like that's why I fit in this community too. Uh, also, <laughs> oh, good, good. I, uh, you know, like I said, I just got used to beating myself up, and I was about as low as you can get. You know, had had uh, some definitely not suicidal tendencies, but some suicidal thoughts of mm-hmm. thinking, well, it mm-hmm. seems that nobody wants me here. So what's my what, what's my purpose here? So mm-hmm. you know, just considered you know ending it, and I just realized that, you know I was so close to my family. And I couldn't do that to them, and so I, I, I came to a point, and this was, man, this was probably eighth grade, freshman year of high school, and so oh, I just thought, yeah. yeah, so it really pivotal time, and I just thought, you know, dress for success, and when you look good, you feel good. So I've got I've got nothing to lose, so might as well try mm-hmm. something try, try something out, and you know mm-hmm. so you know it was trying out a, a darker pair of jeans and then a, a button up and then maybe adding a tie and putting some product in my hair and actually styling it and it just kind of grew from there and i felt better about myself and it just started growing more from there and i, I realized that there was a there's a power to dress that uh, specifically men don't understand and a lot of guys don't want to because they just don't view it as masculine at all and for me it was the probably one of the most masculine if that's a word, but it definitely made me feel more like a man um, mm-hmm. after I began to to dress well and have that confidence. And so at first I was dressing to get compliments from people because of my insecurities, but you know, as I began to mature and grow older, I realized that it was something that I wanted to do for me and me alone. And so whenever I dress well, it's not dressing for other people. It's an expression of myself.
3: And so uh, from we're, my high school graduation... Were the
0: compliments... Oh, sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. No, I it's okay. Say, like, what, what kind of uh, changes did you see as you started dressing up? Like, I mean, Obviously, the compliments were a, a big thing, but did you see any other changes from other people? Like, oh, maybe we shouldn't pick on this guy anymore or uh, stuff like that?
2: I, I probably noticed the bullying to die down less after that, plus me just physically mm, not being around them okay. and you know, choosing not to be – near them and um, that was a big thing as well but okay. it was it was mainly huh,
0: just don't go to the bullies yeah that's a big thing <laughs> so if someone is punching you in the face
2: don't be around them just a quick hmm. little tip for you i'll give you that one for free mm. but the next one i charge anyway um like i said i just i i realized that there was a power to dress and uh when i graduated high school we were actually going to do a, a, a kind of a theme since i was homeschooled i could you know mm-hmm. we had our own Intimate um, graduation, so I had a lot of family and friends, and it was a big celebration, which was a really cool experience. And my parents were going to buy me a suit for graduation, and so we went to JCPenney and they got me a J j4 our suit. It was a like a tan kind of suit, nice. and slim fit. It was like a polyester viscose blend. So looking back on it now, I'm, I'm like, man, at one point, is that, that
0: your f- is, that was your first suit? That was my
2: first full complete suit. Like I had you like a tan black suit sport for your coat. first. It, yeah, it was a it was a bolt piece. Um, yeah. And I th- no, oh, it was actually a three piece. Ooh. But I wore yeah I wore it as a two piece to my graduation um, okay. only because you didn't want to
0: look too much. Yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to
2: be too bougie, if you will. Huh. So uh, I like I said I I remember the first time I put it on it just stood up straighter and just. Felt so great about myself. And I actually posted it on my Instagram wow. once of like, you know, this is where it all started for me.
0: Now, what's funny like in the picture,
2: I, I'm wearing the tan, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'm wearing the tan suit, a white French cuff dress shirt, you know, wide cutaway collar, knotted oh, yeah. cufflinks, white, not a white. It was like a white blue chambray tie. And then I'm wearing boat shoes. <laughs> and I thought it was the dopest look. I was like, man, I look so <laughs> just great. This is awesome. Me. And then I look back now, I'm like, I was so far off. But that you know, like I said, that's where I started. And it just kinda grew from there. The love, uh, and the passion. Uh it just really grew into a passion that I wanted to give to other guys that, you know, you it's okay to feel good and to feel comfortable in your clothes. And that's something mm-hmm. that I wanted to present to guys. Long story short, here wow. I am.
0: That, that, there you wow. go. That's that's super cool. I mean, let me just give a quick anecdote for some listeners here. So one of my first suits was also a tan suit. <laughs> Uh one of my one of my first suits was a tan suit. And um Oh, okay. I got it when I was in the Philippines. Really? Um, before before then I had okay, I had like a black suit. And you know, I, it's like it was a like Hugo Boss from Nordstrom. It was like the best thing, you know, super whatever's wool. And then I went to the Philippines and I started like I think this was after my senior year of high school. So I was like starting to get into this whole thing. How much your mother had come out. And yeah. I was like, "Oh man, Barney Stinson's yeah. so cool to yeah. me." Um, and so I, I was there at this like random department store and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a tan suit and a gray suit and the tan suit fit better than the gray one. And the gray one was like a slate gray with covered buttons. It's just so bad, huh. but it just reminded me of like, yeah, I had a tan suit and I was like, Oh, I can wear the, like a jacket with these tan pants so I can swap this and whatever. Do you have so photos those of, the first of those? I do I think it's one of my profile pictures on Facebook. I'm like holding a Panama hat, and I'm like, Ooh, know, boy, giving a little mug in the camera, and uh, got some black metal fine and It's a response, oh yeah, I mean, I should share it more often uh, <laughs> but also we had a client today at work who uh got a who commissioned a tan suit twill cotton or twill wool. I think it was kind of heavy. Anyway, he got it. It was made as like a replica of a Tom Ford suit, and he kind of teared up when he opened it. Hmm. so that's a cool beautiful moment suits, baby that's awesome. yeah, it was uh it was kind of interesting. Yeah. see, I forget that Ascot um, Ching
2: does suits. I thought it was just shirts.
0: no, we do everything, man, we make bespoke pajamas and um bes- well, not bespoke pajamas, but like custom pajamas that's um, cool safari jackets and everything so i can only imagine going in
2: for multiple fittings for a pair of pajamas
0: i mean the canvas no i'm just kidding there's no canvas (laughs) the sartorial (laughs) level has exploded here (laughs) uh so to pivot back um so at this time so what you when you decided hey i kind of want to do this you know maybe not not like work in men's, but you kind of wanted to help other guys. Was this like mid college? Was this beginning college? This was in high school.
2: Uh, oh wow! So, okay. okay. Was this so? Was it,
0: this was around so your wait, freshman so year. How, so wait, when, when did that stack up with your suit? Because you said you're going to graduate with that suit. So
2: yeah. So I got the job when I was 17 in October, and then my birthday was in December. So I can't remember exactly what year that was. So it was probably, so it was my junior to senior year of high school when I started basically officially working in menswear in JCPenney. Mm-hmm. So we we had a, the JCPenney that I worked at was really small and so really I was in every, I was in every department whatever they needed, but I was definitely the menswear expert. So whenever had guys' questions about anything or any, I was actually mm-hmm. the only guy who worked there other than the assistant manager and the store manager. And wow. So anytime, you know, a guy would come in, you know, they're like, hey, Austin will take care of you. You know, he knows a lot about this, which felt really good because, you know, even at a young age, you know, people could look at me and they're like, man, you're a sharp dresser. And then, you know, being in high school, not having a lot of money, that's where I wanted to um, start buying nicer things. And so that's how I started getting into thrifting and eBay and stuff like that.
1: Yep.
0: Um, So how did you get all of your knowledge? When they when they said, Hey, this guy knows his stuff, where was that stuff coming from?
2: So going along with our title, if you will, it actually a lot of it kind of since I was a beginner, it started with, you know, Antonio and um, mm-hmm. and Aaron and, and learning yeah, we'll from get them. Into that and later and on. what I loved about Aaron is that he talked a lot more about the the confidence side. You know, he's like, you know, spin jump and this is exciting and all stuff like that and, and that's something that I needed. So I I just kind of picked it up, and there were some things that he would put together, and I would just think, man, that doesn't look good. So that's why I liked Antonio's a little better because he wasn't as over the top. He was a little more little more subtle and talking about the basics and clean and classic, and then there was a video that he had done talking about uh, uh, Sven Raphael Snyder of Gentleman's Gazette. Uh, right. yeah. And I found his blog, and I just I latched onto it. And so he's definitely one of my favorite YouTubers right now that I follow and I feel actually has genuine knowledge because he gives you the history and his videos are like 18 minutes long. So you have to be yeah. dedicated when you want to watch him. So a lot of it came from there. I watch, I read a lot of like the GQ and Esquire, but everything just seemed the same and it seemed very basic, very trendy, you know, get, get a slim skinny lapel and everything was trim and never do a pleat, always do a flat front and, Stuff like that. And then I actually found the rake at one point. And the first rake I ever bought was, uh, God, who was on it? It was Denzel Washington. He was on the front of it. And I just huh, loved I what think. he was wearing. But I never understood, you know, in these pictures, it's like this suit is from Giorgio Armani and it's a $5,000 suit. And then the, there's this tie from uh, Brioni and it's a you know $500 tie. And I'm like, yep. this is, cr- like, why does somebody spend that much on it? And then that kind of intrigued me and get got me a little more thirsty for more actual substantial knowledge.
1: Can how did you um, how did you discover these YouTube guys? Did you just like Google like how how to wear a suit or whatever, like how to tie a tie, and then you found them? Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, things like that, and it was also you know how to wear a navy blazer, and okay. uh, there was one actually. Did you, have you guys ever looked at the? it's the website, Mr. Porter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So Mr. Porter was one that I went to and I really liked uh, classic British style. Uh, Okay. And I, you know, started liking that and then they would talk about Italian style every now and then, but it was, you know, pretty much predominantly focused on, you know, British tailoring and different things like that. And so it it was really just any, anything I could get men's style, men's fashion, men's clothing, Mm. how to tie a tie. Different things so you like
0: sought it, it out,
3: basically.
2: Found,
0: yeah, and then I also
2: found uh, Teaching Men's Fashion, and mm-hmm. I used to love his stuff, and now it's just everything's the same. And
0: now Yeah, don't worry. We'll get into that later yeah, on. In yeah, the hold
3: your segment. horses there, um, part. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just – I'm ready.
0: Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so – yeah, you know, going from JCPenney to, I know you started to work at a custom suit business. You were traveling a little bit with that. Um, oh, yeah, this can was... Can you tell us more about the, uh, <laughs> this was the traveling tailor story. or like being like an agent for me to measure or whatever? Yeah. And that's when so, me and you started talking.
2: Yeah. And so after I left JCPenney, I actually, uh, I did banking for a little bit. That didn't work out. And worked at another retail store, actually went back to JCPenney for a stint. And then there was mm-hmm. another job that I had. It was actually a guy, um, I basically did manual labor for him. Uh, he just had some property. He actually bought and sold a lot of stuff on eBay. He did a little bit of clothes, but it was mainly industrial parts. So the majority of the day, I was in a just jeans, boots, and a backwards hat, just you know, huh. getting my hands dirty and doing whatever he needed me to do. And then yeah. I would go home and change into a suit and tie and then try to promote... Um, my custom game. So what oh, wow. I did was, it was actually on the men's, uh, the real men's real style face group that I was a part of at that time. Um, there was a guy, he posted a picture, him next to a client. He said, it's always great to see, uh, it's always great to see you. It's always great to see when your clients show up. And I reached out to him I said, Hey man, I'm trying to get into the men's style game. Are you hiring? And so he hired me as an independent clothier. Basically, I worked under him, and he said, potentially, you know, you can have your own private label under me. So I was selling through him. I actually made my first suit sale, the first style con I ever went to. Uh, hmm. The total sale was about $1,300. He bought a $800, $800 $900 suit, and then $300 pair of uh, monk strap shoes. And okay. then after the, after the conference, I never heard from him again. And so my client is talking to me and he's like hey you know where's my suit where's all this stuff i said i don't know. i don't know ethan's not talking to me so i ended up cutting ties with him i said wait his I, name,
0: I name was ethan this. yeah his name was it was, was ethan. you oh my god i thought you looked familiar <laughs> yeah me uh, my 1300 baby
1: so what, yeah. were you the one that, that was style, doing count. were you the one that was doing the measurements and all that stuff too or you yeah, were so, just like well,
2: so yeah, I was doing yeah, measurements, no I was picking the fabrics, I was picking the linings and everything for him. So I was, you know, like I said, do, doing everything. And so, you know, said so that couldn't work and still wanted to be into custom. And what was actually funny is at the time that I was selling custom through That's this funny. guy, uh, I had actually reached out, I was talking to Ethan at one point and I actually tried to sell Ethan a suit at one point. I said, Hey man, huh. you should get a custom suit for me. And he goes, man. No, really spend- he was
1: the one. He was he was the one running. Yeah. It. He was the man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I said, you know, hey,
2: you know, you should get a custom suit for me. He's like, man, I just, I usually like thrift and don't do full retail or anything like that. And I said, I understand, but you know, we can make you whatever you want. So always trying to sell. Obviously it didn't work, and so yeah. our friendship stayed intact. So obviously it didn't affect that too much.
1: And look at and Ethan then, now, buying buying like three hundred, four hundred dollars shoes for a month. The Armory. Look at this guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, look how far he's come. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: And so reached out to another guy. A similar situation happened. Sold a suit. He didn't execute. And I'm like, I can't deal with this. I've been screwed over by two clothiers. So went to another friend of mine, told him the whole situation. He's like, that man, that's not going to happen with me. I communicate, you know, extremely well. And he really did. And so I was working with him and also working at a jewelry store called James Avery. And I was a manager hmm. there. And then knew... So getting to where I work now, it's called the Man Shop in Arlington, and if you're in the area, come see me. Love to see you. Uh, small plug, Shameless at the same time, and I went and to watch sp-
0: Shameless. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So I I knew I had met this guy a couple years earlier, and this is actually before I was doing custom. And since I moved up here to the Metroplex, I thought, hey, you know, I need to go. I need to go see this guy. And so I went to go uh, check him out and walked in, and the The store owner, his name is his name is Wally. He wasn't there, but another guy who worked there. He he was thinking that I was a rep for one of our brands, and I said, no, I'm just you know I'm a friend of Wally's, and he could tell that you know I had good personal style, and he goes, oh, well, are you looking for a job? And I said, well, actually, yeah, I am. So that was a Thursday. They called me in the next day for an interview, and then so went to the interview in the morning. And then the next day, I had the day off, and Wally said, I want you to come hang out with us on a Saturday just to see what we're about, see if this is something that you even want to do. So I came in and said, hey, man, I'm on board. And he said, I don't want to offer you a job. I want to offer you a lifestyle. And I said, wow. where do I sign? And I've been working there since March 2018,
1: and here I am now.
0: There you go. Wow. And I think the last time we talked, you said it was like under new management now or something like that, or the guy bought it from somebody? Yeah. So it opened
2: up. So this storefront that we are actually in right now, it opened up in 1972. Mm -hmm. And before that it was at a smaller shop downtown that had been open for a while before. And so that opened up, like I said, in 72, they uh, relocated and grew a little bit. It's been there, like I said, since 72 and Wally bought it in early 2000. And the, the former owner, Eddie Williams had, uh, you know, had stepped down and sold the business to Wally. And so Wally's, you know, owned it for almost 20 years. And when Wally hired me, he, he said, you know, I'm, I'm looking within the next couple of years to potentially retire. And this could be something where you come in and you be the next owner of the man shop. So I could be potentially mm-hmm. owning my, my own store.
1: Wow. Wow. And so That's we, we've, cool, man. we've looked at this place on Instagram and it's not just a place to buy like suits. It's, Mm-hmm. They have like, you know, you could, you could furnish your entire wardrobe there. It seems like for all occasions. So are there employees that work specifically in, is it a big enough store to have employees that mostly work in like, you know, sportswear, casual wear, and then guys that specialize more in suits? Gotcha. Yeah. No, there's yeah. only,
2: um, working on the day-to-day basis. There is Enrique. He's our Enrique. He's our tailor. He is fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's Wally. Um, Mark and I and so Wally, Mark and I are usually the ones on the floor and we basically just do a little bit of everything so we've got a casual section for we've even got more of athleisure you would call Mm -hmm. it like t-shirts and athletic shorts and things like that we've got polos we've got jeans skincare products so we like to say I mean it's not necessarily the motto that we live by but we like to say we're a one stop shop for the man who doesn't like to shop so essentially you can consider us a haberdasher. So yeah. for whatever a guy would need, you know, we want to offer that to you. So we've got suits of all different ranges and prices uh, off mm-hmm. the rack. Our start around five ninety five, and can go up to about 16, even $1,900 just mm-hmm. offering good quality pieces that, that last because our focus isn't necess- isn't making a sale. It's making a relationship. So okay. you come in, it's not, here's a suit pay at the front. It's, you know, let's build a relationship. You know, let's let's get to know you. Where are you trying to go? Okay, how can we add value to this through the expression of clothing?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that, I feel like that's a lot of what the stores today are trying to move toward. You know, yeah, yeah, a lot more brand lifestyle stores. Um, so, what, what what kind of uh, what kind of brands do you carry? I mean, obviously, I don't know the demographics of Texas. You know, this is not exactly like an armory or the bloke where they carry, you know, the names like ring jacket or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be a little bit different to, uh, based on your location and then the people that go in there. So um, we,
2: we carry specifically for suits. Um, I think in the, the podcast where you had Aldous he had talked about Spear and McKay and there's a, yeah. there's a, he had talked about Samuelson. So we carry mm. Samuelson. Uh, they do full custom and also off the rack as well. So we can, uh, okay. we, we can do casual through them. Uh, we also do Jack Victor. there out of Canada as well. I guess we have a thing for Canadians. Hmm. It's odd. Who doesn't? It feels slightly, uh, feels slightly un-American, but that's a, yeah. another conversation. Uh, we also carry – it's a new brand. It's been around for probably about five years called Strong Suit. It's definitely the most trendy that we carry, a slightly shorter jacket, more trim, narrow lapels. So it's more for our younger demographic, our younger guys, or, you know – Guys who just want something that's just classic but looks a little, little looks a little more modern. Yeah, uh, we carry Pals, Larry um, shirts. We carry Eton shirts. Mm-hmm. So those are probably the bigger name brands that I, I would say like off the rack, and then we've got some other custom options and things like that. Uh, we also yeah. do carry Gitman as well.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and, and you also have like a whole bunch of like athletic clothing, golf stuff I know is a big thing, like the golf polos or something like that, right? Mm-hmm.
2: So we've got more, you know, polos that are, because we've got guys who golf, but they still, they want to be casual, but still feel comfortable. So, you know, we've got anything that we have, we, we want it to feel like, you know, you can live in, that you can breathe in, that it. It, it, it doesn't, you're not sacrificing comfort for looking good. You can, you can have both. So, like I said, we try to carry a little bit of everything. We have some guys who they only buy the casual stuff, and some guys they only buy the dressy stuff, and everything
1: in between. Okay. And so let's say... How... New- how no, you can go on.
0: How, how busy are you typically? Because me and Spencer have talked about how it gets kind of boring sometimes. Yeah, if
1: especially during slow seasons, retail can get uh, pretty boring. Yeah. And I'd say – so we have a a very strong
2: clientele base, Uh, people who have been shopping us for years, people who just pop in and they realize that we're different and they like that. They just like to mix it up a little bit. So now – I mean the last two months have been pretty slow. It's starting to pick up a little bit more. Uh, We've got a couple trunk shows coming up, so that's going to generate some traffic and things like that. But
1: What brands are going to be coming?
2: uh, We've got a brand called Trans. It's T-R-A-N-D-S. Uh, it's fully custom. I know. I know it sounds weird, and it's it's funny. We're like, "Hey, man, do you want a trans suit?" And they're like, "Uh, that's a little uh, personal." We're like, bet, "No, it's it's a brand name." Like, I oh. bet Texas is pretty. Interesting yeah, on that. yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It's we also we get it a lot of different looks, but we explain like it's just a suit company. and We're not asking you to change your lifestyle. They right.
1: just have an unfortunate name. They do.
2: <laughs> so uh, trans. So next Saturday we actually have an event where. You know, you can come in, and the rep is going to be here, so you'll be working. We'll be working with that. Okay. Uh, we've got Samuelson coming up, and you know, like I said, different stuff like that. So in the spring and summer, I mean, in the in the summer, mainly in July and August, it's just so hot. People want to be doing anything else, and they don't want to be sweating yeah. in their clothes. And yeah, so yeah. we, so essentially, we are beginning to adopt more of a Neapolitan style in our custom. We've actually hmm. got some off the rack, which. The jackets are like fully unlined, unstructured, very breathable, light fabrics. So it's it's taking the suit and making it more casual, and you know showing guys you know you can be in a suit and be casual and break it up, and so that's really helped us. You know, kind of taking the you know everyone's been on this you know Neapolitan Italian kick for so long. We're kind of adopting that of that climate since it's similar to ours, and adopting that into our clothing. And a lot of guys are thinking, wait. I don't have to be like suit and tie. I mean, I don't have to be like in a coat and tie and everything. When I'm wearing a suit, like no, you can actually wear a suit but still be casual. And so that that's been a cool little melding for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, it's it's so good to hear when that you know when people start to get that uh, that mindset because you know even my dad I think still right now is like no you can't you can't wear a soft jacket that's weird yeah. You know or, or or it's made out of like some stretch fabric it's not like yeah. a wool like he's like yeah he's like oh it's got like if it's wool like that's not going to work i'm like no dad there are breathable fabrics yeah i wonder if you listen to the podcast my brother actually <laughs> came in and got it <laughs> oh, uh, my brother um, actually came in and got it so a, yeah do it No, keep going. Uh, Sorry. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to have us raise our hands (laughs) when someone's about to talk. That way we don't do this. (laughs) I've got the talking stick No more crosstalk. Yeah, seriously. I'm not not joking. The problem is we're
1: all in different places, so we're going to have to mail the talking stick to each other. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, a lot of dead air, but that's okay.
2: So my brother came in not too long ago, and he actually got a fully custom shirt and suit because he's getting married in October. And what's cool is that he's been overweight for the majority of his life and he actually recently dropped 70 pounds and we're actually within one one jacket size of each other and Mm. so he came in we fully outfitted him on everything and then after he left he was actually talking to my dad and my dad told me this later and he said dad i understand it i get the value of of custom clothing i get the value of you know what what that means and what that looks like and so it was cool for him Cause he he would just you know wants to be jeans t shirt like. stuff like that but when he once he put it on it's like it clicked and he got it.
0: Wow. Yeah. Because I, I fe- wish I wish convincing my friends would be that easy. Because I feel like I'm about to.
1: I just got a pair of Stofa pants. I feel like as soon as I get those, I'm never. I can't go back after that. I feel like that's just how it's gonna be. How old is your brother? Like, is he older, younger? He's two years older than me. Two years older. Okay. Yeah. And so let's say that in a couple of years you do, like, you know, kind of take over the mad shop. Like, what direction would you be taking it? What's it going to look like?
0: You should, like, stock Orazio <sighs> Luciano and uh, get some Drake's ties and just you know, just force them off. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: man. I have really thought about doing that. And I'm, I thought, man, I'd, I'd love to, this to be, you know, more of a formal and bringing back elegance and, like, dress up. Yeah, and everyone's, yeah. you know, going not necessarily over the top. Uh-huh. But, you know, I would ideally that's what I would love. But that's that's not our clientele. That's that's not our guy. Um, yep. You know, our our like our guys are just now getting into wearing pocket squares, and not mm-hmm. everyone really wears a necktie. So that's been an interesting. But you know, we're we're slowly warming up to that. And and plus, the Dallas and Texas market is usually so far behind of what everything is 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 current. And so okay. we're we're slowly getting there. But I'm I'm starting to They're see. They're just
0: getting bell bottoms.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna move past that. So, a lot of a lot of guys are, you know, like I said, beginning to warm up to that. So, I think the direction that I would want to take it is, I mean, it's what I've been saying for so long is, I, I, I want guys to. It's not just about feeling good. It's I want you to understand the the value of dressing well and what can it yeah. what can it what it can do for you and for your life and other people around you. So, just you know. Constantly educating.
1: hmm
0: And I mean, and I can see that uh, when you're, I mean, you've you've taken over their Instagram a few times. I've seen you do like videos, you know, like explain the product. I think that's super cool because not many people tend to do that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's a good direction, man.
2: And and that's that's, on, on my social media and my Instagram, what I want to do is use that as a platform to inspire if you will and so mm-hmm. I, I want i want that same mindset to be taken into our social media and, and our clothing as well as you know you see how we wear you know you may not wear the same exact things that we do but you know this is a way that you can do it so i i prefer to be you know more to dress on the more formal scale so more of a suit and tie three yeah. piece you know that that whole thing and we've uh One of the guys who works there, he's worked there for like 30 years. He prefers to be in a nice pair of like slim, dark jeans, uh, a nice jacket and a collared shirt and a pocket square. He usually doesn't wear like a full suit or tie every now and then he will. But, you know, Mm -hmm. that's his style. And that's him and that he owns that. And Wally just does what he wants because he's a store owner and he always looks great. And people look at him and like, oh, that Wally just being Wally. He looks great, (laughs) you know. And it's not that he wears anything bad. It's just he's just a sharp dresser. It's Wally
1: being Wally. What's better than Wally being Wally. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Duh. Dubs, as they call them. So, okay, so to get on that, on that topic, how do you compose your own outfits? Because I know that you, you know, I sometimes see a little bit of articles of style, you know, when you wear like a t-shirt, sport coat, and fedora that, that Dan Trepanier tends to do quite a bit. And there's sometimes where I see you wear a, like, smoking slippers or Prince Albert slippers, whatever you want to call them, with like, you know, a gray suit, you know, sometimes you have a pin collar shirt, sometimes you have a club collar. I just, there's a lot of, variants which is super cool mm-hmm. again which is you know pretty different than a lot of these not just menswear guys but like menswear uh, Igent blogger guys yeah that do it they don't they don't really dabble in a bunch of different styles yeah and i think that's super cool so i'm just kind of curious to how you make your own outfits or how you approach it every day or
2: so how i view it and how i approach it is i'm i'm an i would like to call it an emotional dresser I don't pick out my outfits the day before. It's I look at what's in my closet and what inspires me that day and essentially what version of myself I want to create. So
3: uh-huh.
2: I've got a piece being altered right now. It's a double-breasted, black-and-white, uh, Prince of Wales check, you know, Glen plaid suit. Ooh, Single boy. pleat, fuller cuff. Like, I've been dreaming of the suit for a long time. Finally got it. And so that's you know that's definitely more on the formal side, heavier pattern, um, but it's very classically inspired. So there are days that I feel more classically inspired, and you know, think you know I want to wear uh, pleats and cuffs and you know uh, a nice pair of cap toes or something like that, be a little more classic. And there's sometimes I I want to push the envelope a little bit, and so you know I'll wear you know uh, a red gingham. Shirt with a white contrast collar, and then a a yellow (laughs) patterned tie, and then you know my um, my brown uh, uh, my brown suede uh, velvet slippers. You know, just trying something new. So I'm always trying to push the envelope and just seeing. You know, I've never tried this before, so let me try that. Uh, You know what? I didn't like that, and it's always kind of refining what I want, and so it's really of who I want to create for the for that day,
0: if you will. I. I definitely uh, do that because Spencer and I have a kind of a, you know, we like a lot of different styles as well. And I look at my closet. I'm like, hey, what am I doing today? Armory? Sure. Am I going to do Drake's? Huh. All right. Bryce Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So I I, de- I definitely get that. Yeah. Know? And I mean, so much I of think-
1: like so much of developing your own style and kind of honing it is just like experimentation. And it's like just figuring out what works and what doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: How, how do people... So I don't know if that your answered your
1: question or
0: not, but oh, it does, it, it does, it does. Okay, good. It does. But uh, I'm just wondering, so how do people react to your style? You mm-hmm. know, obviously you work in a, an environment that requires dressing up to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, obviously your coworkers and your bosses don't dress the exact same way or the same formality. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that not all of your friends dress up as well. Unless you're just blessed to have a whole bunch of cool dress-up friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, how do, how do, how do you um what's what's the environment like for you when you're dressing up?
2: <sighs> uh, so, just to again just to paint a picture, the the demographic that I'm in just like I said doesn't dress up. But whenever I'm dressed up, it's always appreciated and I, again, I don't dress for the compliments. I I dress knowing that, you know, I am going to be um more than likely the sharpest guy in, in the room. And if someone yeah. else outdresses me, I'm not offended or anything. I'm, I'm more excited that someone else is taking that effort. And so since since I'm the new kid on the block and people see my style, they, you know, they always, they, they, sit, they seem to love it. Um, Mark, and, and we've had a lot of discussions about this. I like, you know, a fuller drape cut, you know, double forward facing pleats, cuffs wider lapel, things like that. And Mark likes things a little more edgier. So when he's talking to somebody, um, he styles them differently than, than how I would. So I was actually talking with a guy today, he's a shorter stockier guy and he loves pleated, pleated pants and cuff trousers. And that's all he's mm-hmm. gonna wear. And I was telling him about the custom and Mark was saying, you know, why don't, you know, don't you think he'd look great in a pair of flat front pants? And I'm thinking, I want to see him in the double forward facing pleat pants. Yeah, I think that's oh, yeah. that's a better look. Especially I don't know what it is, but when a when a bigger guy wears pleated pants, if they're a forward facing pleat, they look awesome. And if they're reverse, they make him look so much bigger. <laughs> so I, I was suggesting to him, I said, hey, let's get you a suit or a pair of trousers, but just let's turn the pleats a different way. Yeah. And he goes, I didn't think of it that way. And so because I, I bring a new, fresh look, they're always open. They may not say, they may not pull the trigger and you know that's what they want to do, but they're they're open to it so it, it it's bringing a different um it's bringing a different perspective into the store which wally fully encourages and i'm grateful for
1: well, there you right. go
0: what about what about when you're not at work what about when you're just hanging out because so, yeah, what's your what's an
1: outfit like when you're not when you're not at work do you still dress up oh yeah absolutely okay uh
2: to, today and I, i've done this the last couple nights just because i come home and i'm I just I, I just want to lay down, and so I'm not going to lay down in a suit. So I'll usually put on like my sweats or a t-shirt or something. But yeah. outside of that, even if I'm just hanging out, you know, I want to pair of, put on a pair of nice trousers. If I could wear a, a jacket every day, I you know I would. But hmm. my the 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 weather doesn't necessarily allow that in Texas all the time. So right. I, I'm beginning to experiment more with uh, so I, I would say now my. It's my perspective on my casual, everyday wear, which you would call is uh, constantly being modified. Um, Gay Talese is a uh, big style icon in, in my mind, and he's got like 80 or 90 suits. And in my mind, that's a goal. And he even potentially wow. su- per- surpassed that because I just love suits so much. Um, my, my casual game is um, inspired by him because he had this double-breasted suit once, And he said, This is a suit that I'd probably wear in the afternoon, just hanging out at my house. And I'm thinking, that's a double breasted suit, and that's a gorgeous shirt that you would put (laughs) in that, but you'd only hang out in your house in that. And I think that's the kind of person I want to be. You know, Mm -hmm. even though I'm not at work, I'm still in a suit. You know, just being sold out. I've got two pairs of jeans, and after these puppies wear out, I'm probably not gonna have another pair. Unless I mean that changes, but that's just I don't necessarily feel Comfortable and confident in them. I just feel better. I would love travels.
0: a terry cloth DB jacket. <laughs> I would wear that at home. <laughs> that would be I've awesome. Seen illustrations of yep. that. Yes. I've it's seen like a lot of people cool kind stuff, of like a sort of like a Goldfinger aesthetic. Exa- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's pushing some wow. boundaries.
1: Uh
0: huh. Oh yeah. No, definitely. Um. But yeah. Wow. That's interesting cause I've never heard a lot of people who want to dress up even when they're casual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh. That's quite the goal. Because good. Spencer and I have been actually been refining our casual game to be not suits, mm-hmm. but still look in the in the way we want. Yep, which is tough. I would guess it's, yeah, it is tough because, you know, there there are a couple times when you know when I'm dressed down and I'm like, I don't really feel as proud of this outfit as I would be now. I mean, now I am, but like before, but when I was still transitioning, I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of just jeans and a t-shirt or whatever. But now at least there's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. At least, or or we wait until it's fucking um, fall when I can break out my leather jacket I can't wait.
1: It's like, like I, 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 so it's like, this summer, I was like, I was loving it. I was like, I'm going to experiment with some McDonald's. summer styles. I'm, I'm excited about this. And then like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm bummed out. Summer's almost over. It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to stop experimenting with summer styles. But here I am now. I'm so done with it. I can't yeah. wait. For, I can't wait to break out my M forty three layer with sweaters, whatever. I can't wait. Um, yeah. Last time we so, tried. Rec- oh, sorry, you could go on.
2: So a, a little note about that. I just I wrote it down so I didn't want to forget. Sorry, the the talking stick is raised. <laughs> um, you, you know, we were talking about, and 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 your your guys' casual game has definitely encouraged and inspired me to you know, I- experiment a little bit more. And I'm actually trying to actually find a, like a belted safari jacket.
1: Oh boy. I-,
2: I think that would be Andy really boy, cool. Nice pair doing... of trousers, yeah. maybe like a neckerchief or, you know, like an ascot and a collar. I think that would be yeah. a really cool look. Like our you friend know, Andy like does that.
1: that. It's really great.
0: Yeah. They- they're yeah, awesome. Does, I just, I just yeah. haven't found
2: the one I want to put it, pull the trigger on yet. But uh-huh. um, again, a small little sneak peek on, on the subject that we're going to talk about. There's a guy, Tanner Guzzi, his YouTube channel, Page used to be uh, masculine style, but now it's just Tanner Guzzi. He used to work at Beckett and Rob working in suits all the time. And yeah. then his, once he went full YouTuber full time, he talks about more like being casual, you know, you don't have to be dressed up all the time. And I actually asked a question at Minfluential once talking about, you know, what, what's a way to still be dressed up, but dress, I guess appropriately where, Essentially everyone would understand it. Mm -hmm, And at one point he had he basically talked about conformity. Just, you know, you don't want to be the guy who's, you know, in a three piece pinstripe suit all the time and any things like that. And, you know, so, you know, maybe you just kinda, you know, turn the turn the knobs down where it's a little more casual and, you know, maybe wear a, a double breasted jacket but with a pair of jeans and patch pockets and just a pocket square and things like that and where I did appreciate that advice, I did disagree with it because that's just not something I feel feel good in. And mm-hmm. I, I I guess I just feel like a lot of YouTubers and bloggers now talk down about suits and just they're pushing this just age of casual and I just hmm. I just don't like that and that's just not me.
0: Interesting. We'll 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 yeah. touch back on that when, we, when we'll, we get gonna, yeah, break. we'll get into that.
1: Uh, so, um, so some... what
0: what do you say What do you see the future of the of your style? Like, you know, moving forward. You uh, just said that you're not gonna wear jeans ever again.
2: It that's but a denim. i 'em. I've I'm not saying like I've fully sold out on that, but I'm I'm heavily leaning that way to to, you know, no more jeans. Um like whenever I see guys in Drake's in the armory and they're wearing like a tailored uh, a tailored pair of jeans and a, and a, you know, gun check jacket and, you know, a, a chambray shirt or something like that. It's an awesome look. But I just look at that and I think that's just, I don't feel like that's me. You know, you mm-hmm. say on your blog, you know, that's not Ethan. Well, that's not Austin. You know, that's just not me. So I would probably see myself, you know, definitely in some sort of tailored clothing, you know, a jacket, maybe an odd pair of trousers or a full suit, but maybe it's like a wash cotton or a fresco, and maybe it's not a necktie, it might be a, a neckerchief or an ascot, you know, mm-hmm. different things like that. I mean, that's just what I love,
1: okay. And so, something you talked about the last time we recorded, and we haven't really got into yet is you know, the name Gentleman's Avenue, your Instagram name, yeah, uh, kind of tell us, tell us about that, like you know. I don't want to spoil it for for the audience, but yeah, tell us how you came up with that and why you came up with that name.
2: So, when I first got into it, you know, I thought about, oh, you know, what if I had my own
1: brand or my own store?
2: And the word gentleman came to mind. I felt like the word dapper was overused. <laughs> oh Everyone yeah. Was like, oh, you look so dapper. Oh, look at you, Mister Dapper. And I honestly just started to hate the term because I'm just like, stop stop calling yep. me dapper. You know, I just um, I hated the word and. I, I love the word gentleman. You know, yeah. it was just, it was a masculine word, but it, it, it wasn't over the top or anything. It was just, it was, it was, it was masculine. It was chivalrous. And so I just thought, okay, gentlemen, gentlemen's, what was I going to do? And the word Avenue came to mind, gentlemen's Avenue. And what I imagined, and I just imagined walking down the street, there's like different shops uh, essentially like in the 1930s, 40s street front, there's all these different shops, but one of them was a men's clothing store. And there was all these beautiful clothes and nice accessories and ties. And it's a place that a guy could go and be taught and be educated. And mm-hmm. it's a place where dressing well would be celebrated. It would be a, a celebrated, um, it would be a celebratory place. And I thought yeah. that's, that's it gentlemen's Avenue. And so even though at that point it wasn't actually a physical place where people could go, that's kind of where my Instagram platform came in, was, you know, this is a place where it's promoted and it's um, it's encouraged to dress well and, you know, hopefully this is something that could inspire you. So that's kind of where the inspiration of Gentleman's Avenue came in.
0: Okay. And what's the, uh, the future of that now? Because I know that you went, you know, Occasionally, you would post inspirational videos, kind of stuff. But then you went through. Uh, we we just had a talk on this uh, on your Instagram where we talked about how you wanted to make stuff more personal. I know you went through a phase where you started to share more like Bible verses and your and your faith on that on the same thing. And then you kind of went back to doing more videos again about style. So I'm just kind of curious. So, how has it changed? You know, after you've been going through your own personal journey, working at the man shop, and you know, doing all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. So I do try to keep, you know, the man shop and Gentleman's Avenue separate because, yes, you know, people okay. people know that, you know, I work at the man shop and people at the man shop know that, you know, I am Gentleman's Avenue. And so, like I said, I want it to be an inspirational place where, you know, guys can look at what I'm wearing and they think, wait, this is a guy in Arlington, Texas, who, you know, guys are usually in gym shorts and T-shirts or just – they don't really care about what they're wearing, and he's dressed formal in a suit, or you know different things like that. So, why? What? Why? Why would you? Why? Why is he doing this? There's got to be a story associated with that, and I just want to uh-huh. continue to just to to add substance to what I'm doing. And recently, what's been on my mind with my social media is just inspirational. Whether not necessarily like inspirational quotes, which I feel like is very white girl if you will just taking a selfie and like yeah you know strong as the flower that makes it through the wind like what does that even mean you know just stupid stuff like that i I didn't want it to be the the white boy version of it but i wanted that to be you know this is actually a part of my life this is who i am i want to invite you into it and this is my story and hopefully this is something that you can attach into your life because we all have hurts. we all have things that we go through and clothing is Um, Not necessarily an escape, but it pulls out the best in us, and so you should always be promoting the best of who you are through your clothing. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: so every now and then, you know, I wear, I will share a a a Bible-based quote or a Bible verse, and I know not everyone believes exactly what I do, and I don't want to force it down people's throats or anything, but I do want them to know what I'm about because I want to be very genuine and honest, and just shape and just Mm -hmm. share and say this is who I am, and I, I just want you to know that. I don't want to put on a facade, because a lot of times in my pictures, I, my my pictures, my poses, a lot of times they're really strong. I've got this very intense fade face or or something like that, and it's just not truly who I am. And so you know, I I tell stupid dad jokes and puns a lot. I like I genuinely love cigars. Good. um, And puns are awesome. And I just I'm a goofy guy, but my social media doesn't necessarily show that. And so mm-hmm. it's not saying that I was putting on a show before. It was just I wasn't truly being who I am. So if I'm expressing who I am through my clothing, I should be expressing that truly through my, my emotions and, and who I am. And not saying like, oh, I just had a terrible day, you know, just, you know, shits and giggles and just like let's right, hu- right. plug it out and crap like that. It, it, it's not that. It's I just want you to know who I am. So yeah. there you go. I feel like I'm very long-winded. So, I'm sorry if I'm going all over the
0: hey, place. Hey, that's okay. No, that's no, that, every that's episode good. for that's us. Good. That's good. Uh, are you going to, so you're going to keep Gentleman's Avenue? Because, I mean, you know, a lot of people have been changing their stuff to their name now. You know, like like we talked about masculine style with Tenor Guzzy. Yeah. And, um, and now I feel like, you know, what you've been wanting to do with, like, if you ever did a website, now it's kind of being materialized through the man shop and just your general instagram so i'm just curious to whether you, you would change that rebranded or whatever
2: i've thought about rebranding and i've thought about you know if i did launch my own brand you know would i put my own name on it and at times i just felt like that was a little too for me i felt like that would be a little too arrogant and plus i don't feel like i have a strong enough name like ralph lauren or tom ford <laughs> or dolce gabbana stuff like that i just think austin Robertson.
1: Yeah, that just mm-hmm. I don't
2: I don't feel like that has the same, you know, umph and, and, and I just don't feel like it has the same effect. And so I just like the, the name Gentleman's Avenue. And mm. I mean, that's what I'm known as now. So I just don't necessarily see a point in changing that.
1: OK. Yeah.
0: All right. Hey, really? Oh, well, that's 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 it for me. Oh, what do you guys find? <laughs> really quick
1: point before we go to break? Isn't Arlington, Texas, where King of the Hill is set?
2: It wouldn't surprise me, but I okay. can't say a firm yes or
1: no on that. I'll look that up during the break. I'll figure okay. that out. Okay,
0: okay, guys, we'll be right back with our topic on menswear YouTubers. Post your comments Cash. if you
1: think Arlington is the is the where King of the Hill is set. <laughs> Retweet this with hashtag <laughs> That's a King of the Hill, or hashtag No, you idiot!
0: Don't be a Dale. I've never even watched the show, so I don't even know what the hell you're I've talking seen, about. I've seen like three episodes. It's a good show, though. Although, I am proud of my Hank Hill impression. Let's hear it. Oh, damn it. Hold <laughs> on. Dang it, Bobby. Hello. Where's my WD 40? Okay. That's actually you're really You're a loser. Good. You're a loser. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hank thanks. of the Hill oh, is the quick. best YouTube poop of all time. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Yeah, quick, quick comment is because uh, I used to want to be a voice actor way back in the day. So, I, back in the day, I'm pretty proud of my impressions. Okay, we'll be right back with more Style and Direction after this. Oh. All right, guys, welcome back to Style and Direction. Uh, Spencer hey. has an update for us.
1: Hey, all you, all you propane heads out there, you propane freaks, I got some news for you. King of the Hill is set in this fictional small Texas town of Arlen, Texas, although it is partly based on Arlington. So, that's your King of the Hill trivia for this episode.
0: Great, thank you for that. You could
1: take that to the bank. And do
0: what with it? Okay. Confuse the teller. You could you could tell the bank teller. They'll they'll enjoy it. You're gonna like, tell sir, the teller. Can I help you, sir? How can I help you today? Yeah, hey, I've got this. It, <laughs> did you know that the that the King, King of the Hill, of the Hill is, is, is set, set in, in the fictional town of Arlen, Texas? Sir, but I don't understand. It is understand loosely
1: what I'm based on do. Arlington.
0: Oh well, a podcast
1: told me to take that to the bank, so I did. <laughs> We want to hire you at this bank, sir. You have the gumption to run this run this place.
0: <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. You must be yeah. pretty important. Uh huh. This is some great pod content. Oh, okay, so back to the topic at hand here. Now, as a little introduction, again, um, Austin has said earlier that you know um, when he was starting out and st- and still now um, he goes to a lot of the men's or YouTube videos, which is again is heralded by the top cats of Antonio Centeno, Real Men, Real Style, and Aaron Marino of Alpha M. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, and he's been to Menfluential, which was originally called StyleCon, mm-hmm. um, back in like 2014 or 2013, back when it first started or something like that, and it, now it's become something else. Influential. Um, so this Men, year was the first year it was yeah.
2: Influential. Last year was the last StyleCon.
0: Hmm. Got it, got it. And so, and then... The purpose of this dialogue is kind of, you know, Spencer and I have our own ideas of what it is, and Austin actually has a bit... Not only does he have a a different point of view, but he also has technically like grown up with that advice and used it and has networked with a lot of these guys that spencer and i really don't know ourselves yeah because yeah, we've talked so. about
1: this a lot but ethan and i didn't really use a whole lot of like online guides like occasionally i would maybe go on to the art of manliness or gentleman's gazette or whatever but it's like right. i've always i've always used blog like i've just always like wanted to find photos like i just want to be like i I want to find a bunch of photos and then I'm going to save those and I'm just going to like steal those outfits essentially. Yeah, right. And I think get inspiration from there.
0: Right, and I think for me inherently was that I never found someone on YouTube that was dressing the way I wanted to dress. You know, I'd be like, oh yeah, how to wear a sport coat or, or something, but then it would be like Aaron Marino wearing it with his trademark like distressed denim. Mm -hmm. And this is still like back in like 2009, 2010, and I was like, I mean, I get it, but you know, like I, I I was still able to discern between okay, that's this guy's style, but like I like, let's say Barney Stinson or or how uh, Ted Mosby would wear like tweed jackets with elbow patches. I'm like, no one's talking about that, and wearing it with like a plaid shirt, like a knit tie, you know, like oh, where, where is where is that look? So I would always just look at pictures and be like, okay, I'm gonna just. Find exactly what they're wearing and do that. I didn't really need up anyone who had to teach me anything. Yeah, because and also then when helps it, the, yeah.
1: I was just I was just strictly into vintage, so none of those guys ever talked about like vintage stuff.
0: Right, and then and then once I got into vintage, those guys were you know that's who taught me like oh yeah actually you can't wear a bold fifties tie with like a checkered shirt because you, they yeah. literally there's too much stuff going on, but you could wear this thirties foolard with a striped shirt or you wear this with a paint stripe or whatever and like that's how I learned. I learned it from like people I was actually talking with and seeing it from instead of, you know online. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah. So Austin, what, what are your what are your thoughts on the whole, you know, growing up with, with that whole thing? So the reason the, that, the internet, whatever. The reason that I had
2: gravitated towards them and just, you know, dove in as as deep as I could into that information is because there was just nothing around me. At Walmart, there was GQ, Esquire, and sometimes there was the Rake. Mm-hmm. And then there were YouTube videos. You know, I was the only one really in my city dressing well regularly. And, you know, I was known as the, the guy who would do that. And I would even go to school, you know, being in a white shirt, black shoes, pinstripe suit, and a black tie with a tie bar. Uh-huh. And that, that was mm. me, and that's what I love. And so a lot of it was just me trying out and figuring out what I liked. And I mean, that was the only information that I, that I had available to me. So after watching them for a while, I actually stopped watching Alpha M for a long time just because I, I didn't necessarily agree with his style. Uh, it's It's, I wouldn't say anything was wrong. There was just sometimes it was just, it didn't necessarily resonate with me. So that's, when I started focusing more on Antonio Centeno's style, because he was in all of his videos, maybe for a select few, he was always in a jacket, shirt, pocket square, and occasionally a tie. And that was Mm. what I liked more and more. And then he talked about Gentleman's Gazette, and I loved how he brought back, you know, more classically inspired jackets, and he would even wear vintage and things like that. And even once I stumbled upon street express uh, and how you guys talked about it as well. Those were some different outlets where I could, um, definitely be more encouraged and, uh, just learn more, uh, that, I mean, I just didn't know because like I said, there was absolutely nothing. And so I fell he- he- like I said, head to heels over it because that's all I knew. And when I heard that there was that conference going on the first year it came out, I wanted to go, didn't have enough money couldn't go the first couple years. And then for my birthday, I told my parents, I said, this is what I want. And so they actually bought me a trip, mm. and I was actually able to go with my dad, oh, wow. which was which was a really cool experience, great bonding experience for he and I. And he was better able to understand that this wasn't just for appearances. It was for substance purposes, and he was able to talk and connect with a lot of people as well. So mm. being able to meet those guys, at, at one point you would uh, said on a, youtube uh not a youtube an instagram live talking about it. it it came across as a like a pyramid scheme you know sign up for this product and stuff like that and and, and yep. if i could be speaking Ooh. out of terms
0: right right no go ahead.
2: I, I was just gonna say if i'm speaking out of turn let me know i just as someone who's been there talk to the people um it, it's something that uh, they are really great guys uh they set it up to where you know you can talk to all these YouTubers. You can talk to all these guys that you look up to, and mm. they can give you specific advice to you. And you can just talk and you know geek out about clothes and style or anything like that.
0: Okay, so why, before we get into that that whole thing, uh, why don't you tell us like what what that exact first StyleCon was like? Like what what did they talk about? Uh, what 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 gravitated to yeah, you? What, what did you gravitate toward? What stood out to you? Stuff like that. So, definitely the
2: first person that gravi- that I gravitated towards and just could not wait to see was uh, Sven Raphael Snyder of uh, mm. Gentleman's Gazette, just because he's, you know, like I said, one of my favorite YouTubers. And I just love the way that he dresses and presents himself. So, mm. we get there, we sign up. I see some people that, uh, you know, I've, I've connected with on the Facebook groups and stuff like that. And,. You know, we just, we start up a conversation and then that's when the speakers start. And mm-hmm. the the first guy who started was actually not in the style menswear industry at all. He, uh, his name is um, Ryan Mishler of Order of Man. He, he's got a great, he's got a great website, great Facebook group. And he started off by saying, you know, these next couple days, you're going to hear a lot of information, but it's going to be absolutely worthless if you don't apply it. And so they talk mm-hmm. about fitness. You know, they talk about clothing. They talk about, they talked about male depression. And he said, all this information is going to be useless if you don't use it and utilize it and make it a, a a weapon, you know, for for yourself. And so that was cool that just right off the bat, he set the tone of saying, this is something that, you know, you've paid the money to get here. Yeah, it's great to hang out with your buddies, but you're here to learn. And so it's, that's, that's why it's better to, that's why it's better to call it influential than StyleCon, because, yeah, they do talk about style, but they only really had maybe two or three panels talking actually about style.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I was I was going to talk about that, because I think the reason why it turned me off um, was because I thought it was going to be like a more accessible Pity Uomo, because Pity, for those of you who don't know, which I doubt any of you listening don't know what the hell it is, but it's basically a trade show. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, It is a trade show. You know they have, yeah, they have textile trade shows. They've got like robotics trade shows for you know, for like you know the mechanic industry or whatever. And so if you're not in the industry, you literally can't go to it. It just happens to be something that you can see out. You know, like Mm -hmm. at a a robot industry, they don't have robots walking around outside. They could, but they don't. You know, like (laughs) I think that would be
1: very cool, and I think they should do that. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. not,
0: Yeah, exactly. Robot pity. yeah, and but then you compare it to like Anime Expo, where yeah, there of course you know people who go to Anime Expo, there are yeah. you know uh, not only are there studios there, but there are also like innovations in animation technology, which I'm sure there's Good. probably some an- there's some animation technology <laughs> trade show, but they they still go to that, so like not only do people in industry can see it, but like regular people can get excited about joining it or consuming it eventually. And so I thought, oh, StyleCon is cool because. Yeah, it's got a couple of these YouTuber guys. It's got Gentleman's Gazette that I kind of liked at the time, um, and I still have a lot of respect for. But, you know, after I saw some videos, especially later on when it started to become more influential, that's when it kind of lost me. And now, if we're pivoting toward this part of it, um, I think I can speak for Spencer when I think, when when I say that, the issue we have is mm-hmm. kind of with what you said now the advice again isn't bad. talking about male depression is important. talking about confidence is important, but positioning it as like a weapon is kind of the weird thing that I have because it makes it sound not not like a much kind of way, but kind of like it's selling it as something that's bigger than it is
1: yeah like or like or like oh, all these guys are like style is a war, and like you know you have yeah. to yeah,
0: yeah. and. And I know, and of course, you can say you know your point of view. But for so for us, when we see it, it's like we're coming from this from a point of pure aesthetic pleasure, or you know, for I can't think of anything better to say. And um, you know, again, we've watched videos, and I I, again I don't know how much has changed since then, but I think that you can definitely see it from Antonio's videos. And Alpha's videos, like they're both—they're both married guys. They both seem perfectly nice. You know, we have, we have no problem with their personality. Again, I've never met them, but they seem perfectly nice. But it's it's the content that makes it a little bit like okay. So when Alpha M says, you know, it's all for your spicy señorita or whatever, or I, I as, do have a problem with when he says that. It grosses me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah. But you know, I think you know, and so it, it turns guys who come at it from you know. Oh, I like clothes to be like, "Oh, if I do this, I will get women." Or if yep. it's not explicitly said, it's still technically said by them in videos, which and you can see it in the comments a lot. And then I think that's one part where I'm kind of like, "Okay." Yeah. No thanks.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I can see Ethan, where you
0: go ahead, Spencer.
1: I was going to say Ethan like Ethan has definitely watched a lot more of these videos than I have. <laughs> But he he doesn't just what sometimes he'll just be like we have like he'll just text me and he'll be like I'm watching this new like you know Alpha M video it's like oh my god I hate this he just watches them to get angry
0: yeah yeah and again we'll we'll talk about the business aspect of it yeah exactly yeah we'll talk about the business aspect after that but let's why don't we we go into the whole like empowerment part and what how you Uh get out of it I'm kind of curious about how you feel about that
2: so the first year that I went that's when I had just started a uh, few months earlier, I had just started doing the, the custom the custom work. So I believe that was in right. maybe December or January and the no, maybe it was November or December and then the event was in February. So it was still pretty fresh. And Dan Locke got up there and uh, oh, he no. talked, yeah, he talks a lot about the selling and stuff like that. No matter how you feel about him, he really did help me a lot because he gave me some really good advice that has stuck with me ever since he said it. So I told him the demographic that I was in and I said, you know, I'm trying to sell people, you know, this product, how it could be great. This is what uh-huh. it means for me, uh-huh. but they just don't understand it. And he looked at me and he goes, why are you trying to sell? And he said this in front of the whole, um, I mean, the whole mass of guys. He said, why are you trying to sell to people who don't value what you're selling? And I couldn't say anything because that made so much sense. It was something simple, Mm -hmm. but I just needed him to say that. And, and through those questions, you know, people know, you know, who's asking the questions and after that conversation or after he said that, you know, other people would come and say, Hey, I heard that question. You know, this is something that I went through. Maybe this will help you. So that's where kind of like the networking and stuff came in. So
3: um,
2: that was something very beneficial for me. Um, I mean, did that, did that answer your question?
0: Is that what you're kind of looking for? I mean, for? no, I, 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 I get it. I mean, I understand, again, it might be a masculine. Okay, this is where the masculine thing kind of comes in. But I feel like, you know, a lot of what it is is kind of like the tough love kind of thing. Where yeah. They, they tell it to you kind of like it is. I mean, it is true to a certain extent. Like, if you don't dress attractively, no, one, no girls are going to talk to you. You're not going to get the job, whatever. Like, to a certain extent, that is kind of true. But when I, maybe it's just the way that they say it. You know, like I, I don't, I personally don't like Dan Locke because it comes off as an asshole way, but then you can't argue with him because a lot of people say, well, he's right or whatever, which again, I think is too, yeah. I mean, I, I think I subconsciously dress to a way I think is attractive, not not just to me, but how I think a girl would think it is. Yeah. uh, Or maybe, you know, yeah. I have,
1: I have two points really quick. I want to make, first of all, I just want to say Dan Locke. I do have a problem with him. (laughs) I don't care if I burn this fridge. I, the one of the videos he made, which is like, like what why poor people are poor, or whatever. Yeah. I watched that video, and that's the angriest I've been in a very long time. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, also, I think Ethan and I are coming at it a different way because when you're talking about like you know how Downlock helped you out, like neither of us are really entrepreneurs or interested in doing sales for a living. Absolutely. So it's like that. I think that's a that's a big part of like why we don't necessarily get as much out of that. Absolutely. Well,
0: no, no, okay. So on the flip side, I am a business school graduate and I do, you know, I, I do have experience selling and technically marketing is selling. Um, and I mean, it's true. He, his advice is real and it's something you should think about. Why why offer something to someone that people aren't going to want to mm-hmm. buy or that they that don't, that, not, not that, but like who <sighs> don't find value in what you're doing. And I think that's true for me too because... Um, You know, I talk to my parents a lot, and this, again, if we're talking about business stuff, you know, they always ask, like, why don't I monetize the blog, Mm -hmm. and, you know, why don't I sell products or whatever, and I think I am selling, to a certain extent, my lifestyle and my point of view on menswear, and obviously it's not going to click with people who, you know, who want just, hey, what do I want on a date, or this stuff, and I'm like... I'm not going to give that to you because number one, I don't, I don't value that stuff. So I think you should find it from somebody else. I mean, that's why I'm like, you know, if you care about the stuff, watch Antonio Centeno, watch Dan Lok, watch all these other guys. I'm not going to be the one to tell you that, you know, and uh, so, but I can see what, I mean, his stuff is, I mean, it's about the same thing as I would get from a charismatic business guy.
2: So, Mintfluential is entrepreneurially focused and, you know, that is where, you know, the, the demographic, they are, they are. Um, targeting, and a lot of these guys want to be YouTubers, and they want to know how um, how it's done. Um, you you did make a good point at one point that you know you said like everyone can do this, and I, I agree on your stance that you know not everyone can do it. Not everyone's going to be as successful as these guys are because they are kings of this market, and it's going to be really hard to get to that point. Um, with Dan Locke, and and what I think is great about shaking things up and how Aaron brings a really high energy is that. You know he's he's kind of knocking the dust off some guys who have just been really lethargic and if it kind of wakes you up a little bit and you're thinking man i actually haven't done jack crap i need i need to get my crap together it does help wake them up a little bit because i mean that's what's what's helped me and you know i've tried to do you like youtubing and it's really something that i don't have a huge passion for every now and then i'll put out a video but it's just like i said it's not something i'm 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 very passionate about and that's not something I necessarily want to want to do. So if you're not entrepreneurially focused, or you're not an entrepreneur, I can see why it doesn't necessarily appeal to you. There are and, relevant things for people who are not entrepreneurs, though. I will say right.
0: that. Okay. Uh yeah, Spencer.
1: So one of the things that Ethan and I were discussing as we were watching this video, like, you know, the video of like style con influential, whatever. Yeah. Is like like it's how tough it would be to join YouTube when there's already Alpha M. Like you mm-hmm. know, there's already all these guys that are that are doing it, and people are just gonna go to them. Like why would you? Why they're teaching you how to be them on YouTube, but why not just go to the originals?
2: Yeah,
0: right. And um, and the thing I got, I think I was watching. I think Brock was talking about like modifiers or qualifiers for your name, and like how he is like the modest man. So. The modest part means that he talks about, you know, the shorter guys, and the man is like the men's lifestyle stuff. So he's not just some generic short guy blogger or a short person blogger. No, he's talking about guys who are between this height or whatever. And the while there's nothing wrong with it, I feel like instead of making guy, like picking up guys who are lazy, it's turning them into active yet lazy people because it turns them into, okay, so if I just follow these steps, I'm gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And you get a whole bunch of guys who have a lot of the same names. Like they have like Dapper, Dapper ways, you've got Mr. Style, you've got a bunch of guys who have the same kind of names who make very similar videos. Who, you know, have yeah, maybe some of them are a little bit more quirkier than others, some of them have a fun thing, but it's basically the same salute. the same exact thing. Yeah. And and it goes back to okay, why watch the not not trying to knock them down, but like knockoffs when you can watch the actual guys who have the views, you know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like if I said, Hey everyone, you all you gotta do is take pictures of yourself eating pizza and a thing but then and if there's so many people doing that you would just go back to Drake's because Drake's already has the SEO already has the follower count why would you put your attention on something small that is just a parody of what it is
2: and I think you did bring a, a, a good point of you know uh, Brock McGough uh, he and I actually we, we keep in touch every now and then and I, I really like the guy because he he talks about the you know he's got a really niche targeted market and so they do they they do address talking about like teaching your niche because there are you know there there are fitness guys there there are guys not to of men, empowerment but you know like ryan mishler of order order of man uh, they do like i said they they teach your niche and a lot of people it's not like every person is saying this is exactly follow this 12-step program and this is you know this is how it's going to get done a lot of guys just say i just kind of screwed around until i found out what works so this is what worked for me it may work for you. Um, the reason I love uh, Menfluential is, is the community aspect of it because you're around a lot of like-minded people and you're just around like well-dressed guys. And a lot of times mm-hmm. for me, the reason why I find that so important and I put a lot of value in that is just in my demographic, my area, th- that doesn't happen very often. So anytime there's a, a collective um, group of guys who enjoy dressing well and that's what their passion is, that's why I love that. So that's why I enjoy going back. You know, I get to talk to people, you know, throughout the year and say, you know, man, I can't wait to see you till I'm influential. And that's that's what I loved about your New York Post is that, you know, you brought those guys together because you had that community. So that's hmm. to me, that's why I'm influential is important to me. And I'm not like saying like I'm a sponsor for it or anything. I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying that's why
1: i It's not I like sponsored it. content. No. Hmm. This is yeah. not sponsored by influential yeah uh,
0: no I, I no i-, I t- I'm totally on the side about that i mean i I think it's important to be around people who are like minded and you know who who get it because i mean that that's one reason why I love to continue to blog because I always meet these guys who are like classic men'swear on the flip side though, a lot of the people that I follow or that I'm friends with are people who work in the industry, and then so the way full influential loses me a little bit is that these guys are trying to be entrepreneurs doing videos are making youtube into a business or whatever and i'm a little concerned is that they can they see that as the only way of combining their passion and getting money from it because again it just it ends up becoming super saturated and everything and you know it people stop making content it kind of sucks for that you know or it again it makes them rely too much on making clickbait articles because again i've seen the same why five like five pants you should wear for summer and from yeah. all the clone guys, it becomes chinos linens, whatever, and then, even when you get to the uh the big the big guys, like they still do that like every month or every mm-hmm. ever or twice a year, and it's always Yo. the same thing maybe the maybe the sponsor is a little bit different, maybe it's not h and m this time maybe it's a gap this time or whatever, but it still comes to the same thing and i if we can pivot to this, I understand that it's a business. I understand that you have to put something out. I understand how the algorithm works. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a social media marketer. I know how that stuff works, but I, I don't know. It just, it just seems super disingenuous. And it's and especially when they put a sponsor in every single video Yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like I don't, I, I'm, I'm seeing less of the passion and more of the, I've got to make money from this now. Yeah.
2: And to, to be honest with you, I've actually unfollowed, both Antonio and Aaron, because that's not content that I want to see, because I fully agree with you that anytime it says five words to wear a navy suit, I look at it and Mm -hmm. think, okay, who's gonna be your sponsor this time? So I'm going in looking at, not not looking for the information, it's looking for, you know, what's the product. And so that's why I've stopped watching it. You know, those guys are businessmen, those guys, like, that's how they make their living. And so I understand that, I don't have a problem with that at all, that's just not the content that I want to follow. Fully support them, and I think, like I said, they're great guys. But I agree with that side of it is that it can feel oversaturated with sponsorships and, and different things like that.
1: And really quick, that's a game Ethan and I play when we watch these videos. Like when they start going off on tangent, it's like, okay, so this is the sponsorship. <laughs> I think
0: it's crazy when one of them was things to do when you're bored and then the sponsor was honey and the way he did it was when you're bored you should online shop speaking of shopping honey lets you do this and lets you give fun. i'm like okay all right. yeah and and it's so weird because it's it's also like even with like it must be because of the whole in, in instagram influencer thing which i totally understand but like when like a, a famous woman blogger will take a picture for food Chances are that the sunglasses in her picture Mm -hmm. are sponsored, and that was specifically paid for them to do that. I mean, it happens with like the Kardashians, like any selfie they do before they did like their own line or whatever. Like, if they held like a cup, like that, you could bet that cup paid $500,000 just to be there, just like in the picture. It doesn't even have to be tagged, like it'll be there. Exactly. Um, but, but the whole, um, oh shit, I was gonna say something about that. Um, uh, I guess the way I come out is I wish that they focus more on original content rather than, than selling because, that's how I approach what I do. Like I mean, I'm not getting any money, but I think that my appeal is, is just being myself. And if you want to pay for something that I is a part of me, then it'll just happen naturally and not not like, hey, can you just randomly, talk about this like this TV and. We'll exactly. give you a free TV, to, and, and then you have to find a way to incorporate that tv into your video that's like that's insane and to
1: be fair to them i'm sure it's difficult to come up with original content when you're putting out something almost every day yeah that's insane, multiple so times that's today insane. sometimes too oh my god so i
2: i will yeah. say and, and and i'm just saying just to kind of help uh help you understand Minfluential a little bit better sure 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 sure. a lot of the connections that i made that were the most beneficial were actually not a lot of the speakers it comes from a lot of people who were you know i met a lot of clothiers i met a lot of guys who would actually owned shops and so they knew that i you know worked in actually a brick and mortar store and so they were giving mm-hmm. me uh, you know they were giving me Advice and they were giving me like, hey man, this is awesome. Maybe this is something that you should look into. So it's constantly people looking to better want one another. You definitely do meet a lot of people in, in different industries, but you know the majority of the time you're going to see the you know the the menswear market, and that's why I prefer you know like I mentioned that Sven is one of my my favorite YouTubers because for the most part, like yes. He owns Fort Belvedere, and so he's gonna push his ties and his socks and stuff like that. But I'd say for the most part, even like him talking about his suits and the history, he doesn't get a lot of he's not promoting a specific brand. Like it's it'll be like a vintage Ralph Warren or it'll be something right. else that he thrifted. So that's why I like him because for the majority of the part, his stuff is genuine content. And I do want to hear kind of like what you guys think about that, but that's my perspective.
0: Oh yeah, that. we got some of
1: that. Yeah, and with 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 you know like Gentleman's Gazette, that's also kind of different because like I I don't really have any Fort Belvedere products, but from what I understand, they're pretty good products. Like our friend Mark recommends their socks all their time. A lot of their ties look
0: pretty good, but <laughs> apparently it's like, they you make know, some of the like, best uh, shoelaces in the market.
1: Yeah, and then there's but then there's stuff like in Alpha M, like in an Alpha M video where he's like
0: he's Jay. talking
1: about the the biggest like ripoffs and you know in like fashion and he's talking about don't get a patek philippe get a vincera watch or something like that it's or like, a that's or such an, that's such an insult to, to patek philippe yeah, yeah seriously it's
0: it, like uh oh, yeah and you've also got to think
2: that the demographic that he's talking to you know patek philippe they started like 30 40k yeah, no,
1: it's like no. I don't think it's like any of his viewers were gonna like go out and get a Patek Philippe, but just to say that the Vincero watch or well, is just like an alternative is kind of an yeah. Well
0: here it is. Here here I mean it's it's actually genius when you think about it because these guys probably have never heard of Patek Philippe or maybe they have. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm they're like he he talks about vincero and then you know maybe they're like okay i'll, I'll look up what this is and they're like oh forty thousand dollars whatever and then they're like well obviously vincero is better so it's like it's creating a need where there wasn't one originally i mean that is still genius yeah and he still does it business. every and every video but i mean that that's that's how it works for him um and but even in that
1: video i feel like he's being he's being disingenuous like when he recommends that because I know because I've seen enough of his videos to know that Alpha M refers to himself as a watch slut which is again a very gross term and he's like he owns a bunch of luxury watches so he has to like know the value of owning like you know a nice watch
0: and I think too you know
2: he like yes that's something that he buys a lot but you know not everyone's going to see the same value in that you know if you've got hundreds of thousand dollars laying around and you're like 40k like that's that's no big deal and those are going to be 10 times better quality but the majority of the guys that you're talking to it's going to be about price they they do want a lower price with getting a a fairly decent quality product and that's why i don't watch them because i don't like the quality of those um of those shoes like i actually got two Mm -hmm. pairs free of uh two free pairs of paul evan shoes they're decent shoes but i probably wouldn't pay for them
3: hmm
0: right right uh to go back to um uh the gentleman's Gazette um I think my my i mean yeah his issue- his his information is is pretty standard for what it is um i the i think the the reason why I'm not a huge fan of his content is because I can see that he's trying to capitalize a lot on what other people do, and it doesn't really work for him as much like it's not as funny. And uh, I know that a lot of his videos are very long for almost no reason because like you need to get the algorithm, you know, to to be that over ten minutes of engagement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um I think it would just be he, it, this is just me personally, I think it would be a lot better if he just kept it, you know, very straightforward, facts based and kind of what what his articles were back in the in the old days. Um when you know when he was the only one out there talking about what a drape cut suit was and I had like I literally never found any other article talking about what that meant Mm -hmm. but you know it's just yeah and he did come out with a video saying that he was hiring somebody and then when I was watching it I'm like it kind of is apparent that he's trying to capitalize on the whole YouTube thing and I I, you know, it's kind of sad for me to see it. You know, same thing with articles of style. You know, this is not really a menswear lifestyle thing. He didn't really do like advice on how to be a man or whatever, but it's still the same way. Like his stuff kind of lost its editorial stance and became more of just, I got to pump stuff out and kind of recycle stuff over and over again. Yeah.
2: And a little point about those guys as well. Like, I, I used to like, Anytime I would get on the computer, the first thing I would go to was the style blogger just to see if they came out with something new. I love their YouTube uh, videos that they came out with. I used to watch those all the time. And I just, I I loved it. And then, you know, seeing how they, you know, it's a business. I mean, it's just business. And so they needed to promote their brand. so anytime they post, I mean, it's similar to what Antonio and Aaron do where, you know, if they post, it's like you know, why you need a burgundy suit, they're going to be promoting their, their burgundy suit. This of course. Fabric of course. that they got. Mm-hmm. And I still support them because like knowing their story, like I love their story. Yeah. I think they're great guys. I, I would love to meet them. Like when I go to New York, like they're, they're on the top of my list. To, they are, you know, they are the them.
0: best guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they're
2: awesome. Yeah, they're super and what nice. I love is that, you know, they're very, I feel like, you know, they're very genuine and they're just hardworking guys who just love what they do. So I love being able to see that, but it is kind of sad of like someone who's actually thirsty for that knowledge. You find this, essentially this fountain that's like pumping out all this information and then it just kind of dissipates and you're going, "Ah, I just, I I remember what it once was and it's no longer that. And that's kind of the disappointing side of it.
1: So in preparation for this uh, episode, Ethan and I were looking at two different, like two main articles oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the first one is a gq article uh called uh it's it's by oh no i had to scroll up by cam wolf which is like a cool name very cool name and it's called the youtubers who teach men how to be men uh and the other one yes. was a, a thread on the male fashion advice forum uh about real men real style i'm gonna pull that up now because i forgot to
0: yeah this is a uh, this is what this is kind of the meat and bones of what we wanted to talk about right here
2: awesome loving it
0: yeah uh so in the in that gq article it mainly focuses on alpha m mm-hmm. and i mean spencer you you have it up you can probably you know yeah yeah it, it so more. i mean
1: it's it 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 starts out with the the author is talking about how uh aaron is trying to teach him how to walk like a badass and this is also kind of one of my one of my problems with it is like this is i i can't imagine being this calculated about everything because it's like I, i i alpha m is the guy that i've seen mostly i guess but it's, mm-hmm. like, he has so many videos about how to do, like, how to do everything. Like, how to... I, I think it's him that has, like, how to look at your phone like a badass and stuff like nope,
0: that. Nope, that's... that's uh, Antonio Santano has that video. Okay.
1: But I just can't imagine, like, just being... Just thinking that hard about everything is just crazy to me.
0: Yeah. I, and and then linking it that. to to being a man. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like... It's, a, it's not like a psychology class. I mean, I, I guess it is, in a sense, a little bit, you know, like how people perceive you whatever, but it's always transitioning to people are not going to like you people or people won't give you attention unless you do this. Or in most cases, women are not going to pay attention to you mm-hmm. if you do it this way or whatever. And I think, again, it's not necessarily our problem with them uh, because, you know, I mean, they're the ones giving out the advice that so they are at fault a little bit. But then you look at the comment section – and you kind of see how it kind of goes through and like yeah these guys end up becoming kind of toxic in a sense mm-hmm. to where they believe that i've got to you know do everything like this or else women won't like me or i did all this and women still don't like me and that's mm-hmm. you know or, or just or people don't like me i don't know like it doesn't even have to be just about that you know where people are like or we get i get a guy who, I, don't, I feel bad if he's listening, I won't say his name, but like he messaged me every so often, like, oh, how do people react when, you know, how to deal with haters when you dress up, or whatever. And he's, he'll be like, oh, I dress up for this, but then people still make fun of me, or whatever. And I'm like, well, if you're doing it because you want to prove something to them, because the guys on, on the internet told you people will respect you, and yet you're expecting that respect from them when you're dressing in a suit, I think you're going to fail every time. Mm-hmm. And... And I think that's that's kind of the toxic side of this, especially with younger guys, because that's I mean, if unless you're older, you don't have a lot of experience in college or whatever. You're going to think, yeah, once I get to college, I can dress up, I can be cool, I can be you know, I can get respect from my from my teachers or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, man, in college, your teachers don't care. Yeah, they yeah. might care if you dress up, like if you're in business class or something. But more often than not, even if you're super smart. Like, that's what they're going to pay attention to, whether you're respectful, whether you are well-mannered, and whether you try in their class. Mm-hmm. Not because you're wearing a suit or because you buttoned your suit correctly. Absolutely.
2: And again, this is just kind of going back to to, to Sven on, of Gentleman's Gazette. In one of the videos, yeah. he actually talked about table manners. Just, mm. this is how you eat. This is how you act like a gentleman. And so something like that is that appreciated. That, that is something that's not talked about. I think in the video, sure, like, yeah. he... I don't think he even promoted a product in that. If he did, I can't even remember. I can't even remember because he was talking about table manners. Fort
0: Belvedere uh, uh, dining set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they did a dining set. No, no. Oh, okay. I'm like, well, that's going all out
3: on
2: that. But you know, like I said, that's why I I liked what they were saying about um, about table manners. Is just how to be a gentleman. That wasn't, you know. How to eat a steak like like a badass, or how to yeah, exactly. you know how to look calm and humble like a badass. You know they, that's mm. just that's too much. And so looking at your phone like a badass, you know things like that. I can agree that that can definitely be, come across as toxic, and that's over the top. For me, that's not some a an image that I want to portray. And again, that's why I gravitate towards uh, Gentleman's Gazette because right. it's you know it's actually teaching men how to be gentlemen, which chivalry is a dying art uh especially nowadays in our society and you know this focus on you know if you're a badass you get all these women for me when i dress up i don't i'm not looking out to score all these chicks or anything like that i want to you know if i'm gonna have a conversation with someone i want her to feel respected i want her to say like you know what that was actually a genuine good guy
0: okay that's good I'm glad you're on on that page. Uh, So how do you feel about the proliferation of of gentlemen? I know that you like the, you know, Gentleman's Avenue. I know you like Gentleman's Gazette. Now, there are some instances where Sven does make kind of jokes. I'm not sure if they are jokes. He'll be like, oh, yeah, you'll have to remember that way you don't look like like a peasant. And I'm like, so this is less more, you know, less about being a badass, less about women, you know, trying to support women. But more of like kind of this elitist feeling. Mm, Yep you know, and especially a lot of these dapper groups or whatever that people have added me into that I love being a part of so I can see what people say. But, you know, when they are like, oh yeah, like everyone's better than those slobs who are wearing sneakers and I'm like, well,
1: that's not, I mean, Or a recent argument that Ethan got on on Facebook where someone was talking about how it's like proper standards of dress back in the 1930s and 40s and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. Wait, what was that one?
1: I...
2: That's a really good question. I'm glad that you asked that. <laughs> That's just me, kind of not necessarily stalling, but just trying to.
0: Well, yeah. Let me let me let me dive in more, a little bit more because, you know, a big thing that we that we got from the vintage community is that these people want to be, not all of them, but like there was there's a sense of like they want to be like high society 19 or um, were gentlemen, whatever they want to call it. You know, they were. Having cigars or whatever, and I never wanted to be that fancy, and I never thought that being a gentleman had to be. Spencer, you were gonna say something. Okay, Spencer, why don't you repeat the question again? Uh, what was the question? What were we talking about? Well, we what wanted we're talking to. So the main part of this is stuff. that we
1: oh yeah yeah so uh sorry guys we had a quick technical glitch we fixed that and we're back but basically what ethan was trying to say is that a lot of the people in the vintage scene want to dress like you know the very like upper echelons of society the kind of people that you would see in you know these like apparel arts illustrations like you know millionaires uh in the 1930s but ethan just kind of wanted to dress more like an everyman is that basically what you're saying
0: yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I think that that, I mean, that's just one example, but I think a lot of guys want to have that same exact mindset. Like they think of, I want to be like Fred Astaire. I want to be like Don Draper. I want to look cool. I want to mm-hmm. s- I smoke a cigar. I want to do all this stuff. And while all this stuff is fine on its own, I feel like they put into this, mu- in this kind of idealized view of what a gentleman should be or what a gentleman is. Yeah. And then it yeah then it results in that which is the flip side of you know the uh women the the guy who wants to have all the women but also be a nice dressed man yeah
2: Yeah. so i i I agree with all with all those points and uh, i i i can tell when you when, when guys are you know promoting dressing dressing well that you know you're you know you're supposed to be dressing well because you you can get all these opportunities you know nothing is ever guaranteed on that
0: right
2: my perspective on that is you know when I look at old illustrations like what Lawrence fellows would do is in his illustrations it always seemed like he caught guys and yes it seemed like more well-off gentlemen but it was guys who you know you caught them in in a moment they were hanging out they were socializing to me, right. it, just, it never necessarily felt like like elitist or anything like that. But that's a good point that you brought up is that a lot of people can dress more on a formal spectrum or a formal scale because they want to present a perspective of themselves that really isn't true. And I can definitely mm-hmm. see that how people would think that about my personal style. And I mean, that's never anything that I, I want to convey with my style. You know, I want to be approachable, but also just say, you know, this is a part of who I am. Yeah, I do enjoy smoking cigars. I'm not a millionaire at all, but, you know, I feel good about myself when I wear these clothes, and that should be important. If it's what you love, that's what you should do.
0: Right. I think that, obviously, you can tell when someone's being a dick or when someone's being an asshole about it anyway. I just think that, in some cases, it does kind of foster this, you know, this false identity that, hey, if I do this, I'm going to be that cool guy. And I need to look down on other people because it, it happens a lot. Classic men's where we're like, yeah, I don't want to be that sweatpants-wearing guy. I'm like, well, what's wrong with wearing sweatpants? I mean, that's not mm-hmm. – these people don't put the same value in clothes that you do or the same value in that particular style. Exactly. And a, a, lot, a lot of like what – maybe not so much as Alpha M, but like guys like teaching men's fashion where they where they kind of talk down to people who are casual. They talk down to people who like streetwear. And first off, um, First off, um, teaching men's fashion does not know anything about streetwear. It's not wearing. Oh my God! Yeah. Wearing just a Supreme thing and like a flannel on top does not make it streetwear. Like there is so much nuance in it that it's like like yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I love the video where he's like, okay, guys, we're going to do a Hype Beast outfit, and then we're going to recreate it with mall brands. And he like he tried on the Hype Beast outfit. It's like, why are the proportions all weird? It's like, that's the point. Yeah, it's exactly.
0: <laughs> it's, it's insane. And it's just, again, it, it has that whole elitist thing where their whole thing was like, they're trying to make menswear more accessible than, like, you don't have to be bespoke. You can be, like, you can shop at Banana Public, which is a great thing point of view to have. Otherwise, you'd mm-hmm. never want to dress up. But then it yeah. it's like there, there's always someone that you're going to make fun of to make yourself feel like you're dressing better. Where, like, in the end, I would love to have to hang out with the guy who's wearing Rick Owens and hang out with the guy wearing Paxson and the guy wearing stuff at H&M. Like, we should all be mm-hmm. confident in what we're wearing and hang out together and not like, well, at least I'm not wearing, you know, fucking Reeboks or whatever. Absolutely.
2: And I, I think that, you know, when i when i'm talking to people about personal style streetwear is something that i don't understand that's not me and that's not what i like but if that's truly an expression of who you are and that's what you like freaking go for it if you've got the balls mm-hmm. to to do that because there's going to be ridicule no matter what you wear there's always going to be a hater there's going to be people who just don't like yeah, what exactly. you wear exactly but but that's that's their choice it's their prerogative and and you've got to, i mean you choose what you wear and you choose what you know you, you do and so You know, like I said, for me, I enjoy dressing up on a more formal scale. I used to say on a more elevated scale, but whenever you say elevated, that's you know you're you're creating a distance, like you're above others, and that's not Uh, what I want to project. So that's why I say now it's more of a, a, I guess you would say linear. Of I dress more on the formal scale. Some people are more on the casual side. It's not one is better than the other. It's if it's an expression of you. You know, think like James Dean and Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire was was you know much more formal. James Dean was the, you know jeans, t shirts, leather jacket, and boots. Well, which one was more stylish? Mm-hmm. Well, they were both style yeah. icons. It's just, they both knew, what they loved, and they were confident yeah. in it, and that's made them what who they were. For me, I right. said with more Fred Astaire it's just because I love that clothing
0: better. Right, right. Uh, that's that's a that's a good mindset to have. Um, yeah. And so I guess the last last thing we want to talk about, if we circle back to the GQ article and the male yep. fashion advice thing, is that a lot of these guys go to you know the YouTubers go to Men's Influential because they see these guys as fa- uh, pseudo father father figures. Mm-hmm. They go there because they need the advice, and it's the only place they can get it. And I mean, yeah, so, I mean sometimes you know you're not. You're not blessed to have a father in your life, or you know, or an uncle, or whatever you want to call it, male role model, or something. But then it kind of turns them into these really dependent kind of kind of guys, and yeah, and it's almost taking advantage of them.
2: of them. I can agree with that perspective.
0: Yeah, that's exactly, and then when, and especially when it comes out that these guys are businessmen and they. They themselves have like admitted like they love they they copy all the stuff because it's easy to do it. They have to put up a video every day. And the, you know, your dad wouldn't do that or shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like
1: in, yeah. in the in the GQ article, like um like uh Alpha M talks a couple times about how it's like, you know, I love all my fans. I would love to hang out with them and stuff like that. And again, we don't know this guy, but at the same time, when you watch his videos and see how calculated he is about everything, that makes it difficult for me to see him as like sincere in that.
0: Especially yeah, when he's thinking about how much of his walking is is uh perceived as weak or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I mean, he seems, I mean, he, again, he seems perfectly fine. I, I love watching his, um, his transformation videos. I think those are good. Um, you mm-hmm. know, when you see like the, the guy, you know, that whoever it is kind of break out of their shell, I think that's great. I think that's such a great use of his time. Um, and then really quick, it's like, this is, this
1: is another good point. It's like in those videos, the couple that I've seen, he seems to like kind of tailor it to that person's own personal style, which I think is great rather yeah, than just putting him in a, like a, a cookie cutter outfit.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So – and and this is a, another story from Influential. And, and keep in mind, this is just my real-life experience. And so, I'm, sure, again, sure, it's sure. not like, well, I'm going to defend these guys. They don't need me to defend them, and I'm not going to sit here and defend them. It's just this right, is my right, right. real-life expression. So the first year that I went, I was really grateful for what they had meant to me because they were some of the very few um, sources that I had to get into – Clothing of and confidence and dressing well as well. So the first year, I actually pulled Aaron aside. They were, so after the after the whole conference is over, there's usually networking and drinks that they uh, that they give at the end of the night. And I pulled him aside right. and I said, "Hey, can I talk to you for a sec?" Yeah. So it was just me and him, and I just said, you know, told him a little bit, of, uh, told him a little bit about my story, and just said, you know, you've been very inspirational. Uh, you've definitely helped me a lot, and you've encouraged me. And I just wanted to you know, genuinely thank you from the bottom of my heart because it definitely means a lot. And he mm-hmm. said, Man, I really do appreciate that and he said, How old are you again? And at this point I was I think I was twenty two and I said and he said, Man, where you're at you're you're definitely further off than I was because if you know his story, he didn't start youtubing right. until like mid thirties and he had had a couple yeah. failed businesses before. And so that was encouraging to hear a successful businessman Giving me an advice and a compliment, you know, along those lines, and so that definitely meant a lot. I would never say, to to me, he's a father figure because I have a strong relationship with my dad, and
0: of course, you know,
2: Mm -hmm. I've I've just appreciated what Aaron has done. Now, like I said, I don't follow his business, I don't listen to his advice anymore because that's not something that I need. And I know he's a businessman; that's how he provides for his family, and I think he does a good job at it because obviously, when you have four million people following you, and you know, you've got all these different brands and everything like that. You're obviously successful financially wise. on On the side that we're talking about, the substance side of it, it does seem to be very thin. Of you know, not being very genuine in the content. As a person, he's definitely a very, very genuine guy. If you, you know, if you ever got the chance to talk to him, but I fully agree is that the content a lot of times can just seem very thin and just yeah. too bought.
0: Right That's true. and I think someone ended to to pivot to the uh, to the men men's uh, male fashion advice one yep. a guy who did grow up with Antonio I mean he this guy must have been like a teenager or maybe early twenties, but he made a big post about how you know Antonio was this big uh, father figure to him, big mm. coach, whatever you want to call it, but then he felt betrayed basically when Antonio started doing more product based stuff kind of Mm -hmm. i mean he literally had a video called star wars style i think and it was clearly sponsored by lucasfilm because (laughs) first of all you can't the first order and the empire are different whatever i'm not going to get into that (laughs) but (laughs) that's for our star wars podcast that's for our star wars podcast but i mean this guy uh, yeah i mean i can see why he'd be upset and then antonio kind of made a video in response it's private but i think the link spencer i think is in there right Ye- no, because yeah, the link's in there. The link of oh.
1: Antonio's response. No, the yeah, it, the, that video's not private. I think the oh. he the guy that uploaded the video originally unlisted it, so you could still watch it, but it no longer shows up on his own channel. Yeah. Antonio's video is there. I watched like maybe the first forty seconds of it before I had to leave for work. But yeah, so I can't I can't really comment on that because I saw his introduction oh. and nothing else.
0: Yeah, I think I mean it, it goes back to. Austin, what you said, that yeah, they are businessmen, they are doing this stuff, you know, to support their family. Um, but I think, I'm not sure from that man. The- I think, didn't Antonio block the kid? Uh, no, or no, no. So
1: what happened was one of the moderators on the Real Men, Real Style Facebook group uh, blocked him, not Antonio personally.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and I think that's a big thing. I mean, these guys end up becoming a little bit kind of immune to criticism. Mm-hmm. Um especially in those little groups on YouTube on on whatever. And I you know again because it, it's kind of hard, you know, to kind of shed the light on yeah, these guys are businessmen like mm-hmm. they're trying to sell stuff and they they're leveraging it. You know, they're the, leveraging their relationship with these people and I that's mm-hmm. again the one reason why I don't like it, another reason why I don't like a lot of bloggers in general. Who don't have so much as a personal taste or less essay based, um, mm-hmm. but but yeah. So like that's 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 one thing I, I never really liked about the whole thing, and especially when you look back at the GQ article, I think it's like you, they they talk about how they want to be regular guys, but then they have like five million dollar houses, and I think yeah, I, they- and Alpha M even had a tour of his house that he was selling to move <laughs> to somewhere even bigger or somewhere better, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm wow what's that feel like i mean that's, <laughs> i mean it's, it's it's crazy that you know the the age of these guys that are like blogging in their rooms is over and now like these guys literally are rich millionaires basically yeah
1: because i mean youtube is a huge huge industry it's, yeah, now it's like yeah. I th- it's i think i, I can't remember if this was quoted in the gq article maybe but they were talking about how like you know for people under like 15 or something like that the like they're like celebrities are YouTubers now. It's yeah. not like movie stars, TV stars. It's all people on YouTube.
0: And I mean, that, that could also, I mean, technically that just could be a commentary on the whole state of the internet now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because even, you know, even if you, if you, if you, rec- um, compare it to me, technically I'm not the same thrifting guy I used to be like three years mm-hmm. ago where I would buy everything literally on eBay. Now I have shoes from the armory that, mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't like, I, I paid for them because I got like a, an adult job yeah Mm -hmm. but and and there's nothing wrong with moving up like that but i you know i just i personally can't see myself taking or putting so much faith and so much stock into what other people have to say and yeah that's i think is a little bit dangerous and luckily a lot of us here you know especially you austin for having that you know going there in person you don't have that deep of a of a, you know, connection to them in, in that way. Obviously you have a connection with them, but like you're, I would, I guess wise, I don't want to call them stupid, but like you're wise enough to be like, you know, this isn't exactly what I want. I'm not going to just listen to everything they say. Yeah, exactly. But
1: you can get some good stuff from them regardless.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And and like I said, you know, I, as men, like I've just heard how they interact with people. Uh, There were plenty of times during the, the conference, there's, I think this last one, there were about 500 guys that showed up and there were guys who would be wallflowers and they would just kind of stick to themselves and, and Tony and Aaron would go up to them and talk to them and say, Hey man, how are you doing? You know, how how are you liking this? And they Mm -hmm. genuinely cared about, um, these guys. And if, you know, they're basically, you know, getting their money's worth, um, and,
0: uh, and then they're uh, getting their money's worth. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: And again, that goes back to just, you've got to understand, you know, you You've got to understand they're they're businessmen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when they take the the businessman hat off, they're very genuine, very great guys.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. I think. I think the 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 theme of this whole podcast. I think it, it should be just kind of be wise and kind of aware of what you're you know what you're getting from these people, whether it's you know Antonio Centeno or even put this on or something like that. Because even yeah. then, I mean, even Die Workwear sell stuff everyone's kind of selling something yeah Mm -hmm. that's just how that's the moral of the story is is, uh street expressa is the only blog on the internet with (laughs) that's real and is authentic (laughs) and uh and be sure to donate to our patreon because you have to keep the truth out there uh Uh but but,
1: i mean in the end it doesn't really matter what we have to say because we're not making twenty five thousand dollars a month on youtube true
0: yeah because i think you know again if it's going off topic I, i wrote a big article I think a year ago, on why I haven't monetized the blog. And it's one thing of I didn't feel comfortable selling anything because I never liked anything enough to sell it, or anything that I did like is vintage. But one part was I, I never wanted to be concerned about my platform surviving simply because I had to sell something. Yeah. Like, I get it. These guys have put so much money, you know, so much of their time, you know, their mortgages, whatever, into this whole into youtube or into the website or into their coaching or whatever and it's so scary i mean maybe it's because i'm not that much of an entrepreneur compared to these guys but i'd i would hate to like oh hey guys if you don't buy this this kk and j suspender thing i can't make youtube anymore yeah. or you know if if i'm other i'm under the the idealistic approach that if you really like it you'll find a way and tell your story no matter if you have to spend your own money for it because I mean mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and say anything but like I mean we me need to pay out of our to have to have a um, SoundCloud premium in order to have long episodes every single time yeah. and, and we don't have any sponsors and I, and I think it, it
2: for, for me like that's why I regularly follow you guys because I, I know that you know you're genuine this is what you're passionate about this is what you love. And Mm -hmm. for me, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking to people about clothing, you know, I know the passion that I have for it. You know, I want to know your passion for it, or even if it's something else, let's just hear your passion. I want to hear the substance behind it because, you know, you, you both have individual stories that you try to promote through your clothing or through your blog or anything like that. And, and I think that's why, you know, we can all agree that at times, you know, it doesn't seem like that passion is, is with those YouTubers or bloggers, it just seems very, very bought and too businessy.
1: Right, and this is this is something that Ethan and I have both talked about, and it's like why why we don't like the mindset of like fashion is a is a war, and you have to like uh, there are yeah. winners and losers, is because we both like we both like fashion and we like talking about it, at not as though we just like talking about it as like, it's, this is cool. Like we love this thing and we're like, just excited about it. We don't want to be like, this is cool because scientifically proven like to get you yeah. girls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or like, um, didn't alpha M do it? thing? He went on shark tank and he's like, I have a proven algorithm that lets you make an outfit oh, no yeah, matter yeah. what. And it's like, okay. Gingham shirt plus blue pants, plus brown shoes. And, and again, it's, it's probably just the culture because the guys who consume this stuff don't want to think about it and there's that whole oh man this could be it's own thing too but like there's that Silicon Valley mindset with okay if I don't have to mm-hmm. think about fashion I can put my mind to becoming an entrepreneur or I can put my mind to coding or whatever yeah. and yeah. I think that's so weird to me because if you like it you should just I mean it'll, it'll come naturally to you mm-hmm. and and you don't have to pay to find out that a white shirt and khaki dress pants is acceptable and you can wear that almost anywhere and that's Mm -hmm. like and and, and trying to package that idea of like hey you won't know how to dress until you get this product is so weird to me and you know yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. so coming from a perspective in retail you know we have a lot of clients that they come in they're like hey man I need a custom suit and so I'll go in like hey you can do this detail blah 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 whatever and they're like I don't really care about that. I just want it to fit. I want it to look good and I want a good I want a good quality item. They don't want to think about it. They just want plain and simple. and a lot of times they just want you to tell them what to do. And you know, like I said, we, we have guys who, like I said, they just they, they don't want to think about it. For, for guys like us who who love the details, who geek out about it and you know it's a hobby and, and a passion. You know that's sometimes where there's where there can be that disconnect between others who don't have that same value proposition. They don't necessarily see the same value that that we do.
0: Right. I think that's that's a good point. But I think that the best, or again, the takeaway is that guys should should think a little bit more to prevent themselves from being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. or to end up with something that they don't really want. Because even then, if they don't want the like if they can you the suit, you know? And then you tell them all this stuff, and yeah, you get to upsell whatever. If they don't really care about it, that's just a waste of money. And even I, I don't feel good doing that. I mean, yeah. And again, we are all businessmen. We, I mean, in the sense that we all have to sell for our mm-hmm. jobs, and you know, that's that's a big deal. But I'd rather have someone who's comfortable in it and just is excited about it. And I guess that's the point of the salesman trying to try and get them to be excited about it. Yeah. But,
1: but yeah. And so.
2: You had mentioned earlier about the winners and losers, and uh, I believe yeah. that was a video that uh, Tanner Guzzi had put out. You know, talking about like style uh, is like I was war. just
1: making that up, but I'm not at all surprised that that's a real thing. Yeah, I think he
2: actually yeah. put out something like that, and I never watched yeah. it. And I mean, I saw y'all post something about that one time, and like I said, I didn't even look into that a little bit more. But I, I think it really has to go into perspective. Is you know, style is subjective. Style is perspective because even though we dress. Some guys would look at us and, and think, oh, they all dress the same. Well, I mm-hmm. don't dress the same as Ethan does. Ethan doesn't dress the yeah. same as you know Spencer does. They've all got specific styles. Some guys might gravitate towards streetwear. Some guys mm-hmm. do gravitate towards workwear or whatever that looks like. And so the winner and loser is really what your perspective is, what you like. For me, if yeah. if we're going to like break it down and say winner and loser, well, then I think Fred Astaire would be the winner over James Dean. But then someone mm-hmm. who's definitely a little more casual, a little more rugged, they look at James Dean and be like oh well he's the winner over Fred Astaire. Well again which one is more stylish which one's better? Neither is better it's just you know which do you connect better with which do you associate better with and what do you gravitate towards.
3: Mhm.
0: Right. Um no that that's no I agree with that. I just think um this is just like a this is how I perceive it. I feel like a lot of guys would pick Fred Astaire over the other one. Like if you know it has a uh, elitist kind of thing to it, just a little bit. Yeah. When people when people try and push that, you know, they don't try and talk about the context. And I know Tanner does talk about context a little bit and he did he did you know, he had that video of like, oh, why you shouldn't wear a suit. Um so yeah, I mean I I yeah, I can in in short I think I can generally see I just wish more guys talked about the context and had a bit more of the arguments for both sides kind of thing because mm-hmm. a lot of them tend to take one side over the other and then and i i wish yeah.
1: that there were guys that like you know more guys that saw it the way that i think we do where if you have your own personal developed sense of style you're a winner dude like if you're just going towards what you like then you're winning
2: yeah yeah and and I that's think, what yeah. it really should be if you feel good about yourself who cares mm-hmm. if someone is quote unquote offended by what you're wearing like oh my gosh he's overdressed well does he feel good about himself is he actually is he trying to if he's trying to piss somebody off, then obviously, yeah, that's the bad part of it. But if you're just, man, I like this and I feel good in it, that's what it should be. Yeah.
0: No, so, yeah, that's it. And I mean, Spencer and I have friends, you know, not all of us, as much as Instagram makes it look like, we don't always hang out with other sartorial guys. Mm-hmm. And we're totally fine, you yeah. know, and, and, and they're happy, you know, and I'm sure they're also happy that whenever we hang out, we're not wearing suits to make them <laughs> look bad. I mean, not, not mm-hmm. on purpose, but, you know. Like, come on, Ethan, we're supposed to be playing Wii. Why are you wearing a tie or something like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um. But yeah, no, that, I think that's good. I think more guys need to have this discussion because I feel like this type of discussion is what is lost in a lot of these menswear groups on these YouTube channels because they always, like, teaching men's fashion is, like, why you should be wearing dapper clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, and then you watch that, and obviously, even in his why you should wear streetwear clothes, it still kind of leans more... More um, more dapper or whatever you wanna call it and even then I think even in that street one he says like, Oh yeah, don't do the weird streetwear stuff and I'm like, Well how are you gonna know if you like it or not? You know? Yeah. Just I think having a like a pragmatic yet democratic and like full full experience view of of fashion is it's what's important because in the end the people who work in the industry kind of all get along. You know, there yeah. is no there is no this whole oh the supreme guys look down on the the guys at the armory when in reality they like some people actually mix them you go to the rowing blazers Mm -hmm. and those guys literally are in the same place so you know making it out to be this war of one's better than the other is just not real it might be real Mm -hmm. for regular guys but people who actually wear it for a living and not just make content it's just it's just fashion and we should Mm -hmm. all just kind of get along absolutely
2: yeah And just Uh, a a, a quick little point on that is, you know, and and I don't want to get too deep into this, but just, I mean, with all the differences that we have going on, just say in our country, whether that's political, economical, I mean, wherever you stand on on either side, I think where the main problem is, is that you're not willing to see it from somebody else's perspective, because if you're so set in your ways, like, oh, no, this is the right way, this is how it's supposed to look, well, you're not going to build that relationship with, with anybody. If you try to kind of disconnect from yourself and and think okay how can i see it through their eyes then that's when you can grow a stronger relationship between there right. between both of you
0: yeah i think you know before descending into what they love to say ad hominem i think that that's a um, it's a good point um yeah that's an excellent point mm-hmm. uh so i think we're about done here i mean we've been talking for a long time you know we've been taking <laughs> a few breaks and whatnot um do you have a Now, if people want to follow you and want to get in touch with you and see more of your cool Prince Albert slippers worn with your gray suit, (laughs) uh, how can they find you? So my Instagram handle is
2: at Gentleman's Avenue. Like I said, I I work at The Man Shop, and so our Instagram handle is The Man Shop. Um, So a little plug for them, but I mean, for me, it's at Gentleman's Avenue. I do have a YouTube page. I think it's linked in my bio. Like I said, I don't post all the time, but you can find me Gentleman's Avenue, you'll recognize this ugly mug. So, there you
0: go. Any other thing that you want to plug, like uh, something that you particularly like? doesn't have to be menswear, just something you're like, this is cool. Uh, Street Express is pretty cool. <laughs> good, good answer. What's that? was right, the correct answer. <laughs> Boom. Um, oh, shoot. Sorry, I just accidentally opened the video when I was trying to find stuff with you. Oh, it's still playing. All right. Don't be that one
2: guy, dude. Jeez. Be oh, professional.
0: Yeah whoops um yeah if you want to follow me i'm at ethan m wong and i'm spencer dso uh you can follow the podcast uh instagram at at style and direction all spelled out we will try and post more memes and stuff um we also there's also this really great um menswear meme page called menswear moods that spencer and i have literally just found so you should check that out real quick and uh and yeah, I mean, this was I think this is really good. Yeah, it's a good episode. I'm glad we were finally able to do this. After all the glitches. After all the glitches, I know we I told Austin like, a long time ago that I really wanted to do this episode and have this dialogue. And I mean, we've already kind of done it half in like the live videos that we've done together, mm-hmm. but um, I'm glad we were actually able to record it and other people can hear our perspectives and kind of form, again, form their own opinions on the whole thing because not everyone has to agree with us. Yeah, um,
2: absolutely I've, I've really enjoyed yeah. this and like I said I'm I'm honored that you guys brought me on and I've yeah. loved being a part of it so thank you
0: yeah 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 it's no problem it's our it's our pleasure and if you, you, you listeners want to join in on the conversation uh, there is the street express uh, Facebook group I think it's facebook.com slash groups with an s slash the street street express community or you um, can just search or, or you can street just search express it up community. yeah you'll you'll find it even if you find the regular page of the blog you'll find it in the community section um and uh yeah it's a, it's a fun place that's where guys like austin come and you know start talking about menswear post pictures start discussions mm-hmm. it's uh it's really cool we're almost at 1000 or if you round up 25 8, it's at 1000
2: we'll just round yeah. out to 1k make it make it sound
3: like yep. a
0: bigger deal yeah. yeah all right austin what is our sign-off phrase
2: you put me on the austin. spot Dude, it's almost 2 o'clock in the morning. Don't ask me too many questions at this point.
0: That's a good (laughs) (laughs) sign-off. It's 2 o'clock. Don't ask any more questions. (laughs) I love it. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.